welcome back to the Helly Head Show. This is episode 113. I am your host, kids. Of course, we have old uh, Diamante here. Hey, everybody. We got Cholo. Hey, everyone. And we got, hey, ho, ho, Jimmy Bob here. Why do you sound What's like up? a... Why do you sound like a terrible <laughs> Elvis Presley impersonator right there? <laughs> Why do you, you just sound to, terrible? Uh, at least I have an excuse. You just tried to sound terrible. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to sound like a NASCAR announcer, that was not it. Oh, sorry. My bad. No, because if I was an announcer, I'd be like, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's monster trucks. Yeah, that's, Get your motorsports down. What? Come on, guy. Jeez. All right. Well, if you're still listening, then thank you so much for listening, downloading and streaming and uh, all the good stuff to our podcast. Completely botched that up, but thank you for listening. We certainly do appreciate it. So, what have you guys been up to? Living. Yeah. Oh, geez. I mean, don't everyone jump right in. <laughs> well, we're trying something new. Oh. So we're all trying to work together on this. Well, I was trying a new impression, and you just completely freaking Gatlin gunned me down. So, you know, well, whatever. It, I wanted to be that Prius blowing you out of the water. <laughs> 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 like a so an opportunity, poor, I took poor, it. Poor, <laughs> poor Prius. Thanks, Tom, for the good laugh. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah. What have you guys been up to? Uh, anybody flown? Yes. You have. What, what have I you been have, flying? I flew my Nitro. Yeah. And then I was proceeding to try and be cool and do some indoor flying. I'm like, let me mess with this goose guy mm. a little bit, tune it. I crashed the shit out of that thing. Did you? So indoors? Bad. Oh, no, outside in my backyard. So you never made it indoors? Never made it even indoors. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish. I'm actually kind of happy it happened in the backyard because where I fly indoors, it's a concrete uh, pad. Is it really? Yeah, it's like because it's a basketball court. It's like three or four basketball courts, but it's Indoor, concrete, concrete mm-hmm. or wood. That's weird. It's concrete. It's like because what it is is during the winter they enclose it, and then during the summer they just take the sidewalls down. They, they build a building around the sidewalk or around the baseball or basketball thing. Man, geez, yeah. get your sports right. <laughs> at, least, yeah, I, at, least, at least I know motorsports. <laughs> Touche, bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's pretty banged up. Like the boom is a U, the blade is wherever it wants to be, and yeah, that goose guy. She's not pretty. Mm. I mean, I went flying two weeks ago. Yeah, (laughs) didn't crash anything, so I was pretty happy about that. Did you video it? That I didn't crash it. Did you video (laughs) anything? Yes. Did you? Yeah, my buddy Tony actually did. My buddy Tony did because I was like, oh, I'm going to try to crash it right now because we had tall grass. Mm-hmm. And I just did doing like backward flips and then cutting it, backward flip and cutting it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I didn't crash it. So there's actually video of me not crashing, hmm. which is I'm pretty happy about. Maybe you should try and post it. I could. I took a picture. Mm-hmm. I just have to get him to send it to me. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, be active on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Be Unlike me. I could do some shorts. Like, yeah. Like Bill Ann, like some shorts. 
You know, the one time that I actually got him a short, he hasn't used it. Oh, see? Now yeah. you're just going to have to send him pictures of shorts. Exactly. From now on, other people's oh, shorts. shorts. Other people's shorts. Mm-hmm. Cargo shorts? Uh, all of them. All the shorts? Yep. Ooh. Even the Hoochie Daddy shorts? Yeah, all the Hoochie Daddy? The Hoochie Short Daddies? <laughs> yep. Yeah, the wow. Hoochie Daddies. <laughs> the Hoochie Daddies. Yep. Get them jorts on. The jorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why he's eating his ice cream sandwich. Well. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, that's a cipher. You yeah. don't you don't want to see. Mm-hmm. And pasty white legs and some hoochie daddies. Oh god. It's coming though. Summer's coming. It is. Oh, summer's here in Florida. Oh wait, no, it got cold the other oh, day. Oh wait, it never left. Yeah, you're right. Actually, probably uh no, Billy can account for this. It's been like sixties here, like the last three days. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, it's like real nice. It's like, like a heat wave. spring here. <laughs> That's I actually, crazy. Yeah, I actually was outside today doing stuff. Me too. What were you <laughs> doing? Well, you know, just stuff. <laughs> I'm just dude, standing outside a, dude, looking at the sun. <laughs> it gets yeah, warm. My, my neighbors probably think I'm weird. Yeah. <laughs> just standing dude, out there cold. looking at the trees. I swear it's a northerner thing. They go outside when it's warm out and they just stand out there. Like my neighbors were just standing outside doing nothing, just standing on their deck. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's that's because they they used to stand at their glass door and look out at the colds and the snow. Now they're just standing on their deck looking at the dead grass. (laughs) It's an ex yeah. I don't know. I'm allowed to go outside all year round, except for when it gets in like the forties. For like a day. Goodness, please. (laughs) You poor guy. Oh, Oh, man. It's a struggle. Mm. I mean, you came here. You saw Florida snow when you were in Orlando with us recently. Yeah. That's what I told somebody uh, who's from Pennsylvania. We were walking around the other day at work, and uh, it was starting to sprinkle. And I was like, oh, it's no problem. It's just South Carolina snow. He started laughing. (laughs) Yeah. We we had a lot of fun, though. Yeah. We, had a, we had a good time. Would, what are we, we doing in Florida? We went shooting. Shooting? Shooting. When we yeah. went to, and I hadn't been shooting in like 10 years, so yeah, I was really scared I was going to be terrible. <laughs> it's like, please don't suck. Yeah. And then when they told us when we're at the gun range, they're like, yeah, those little soft earplugs, you can wear those in. Yeah. That was a bad idea. It was a bad idea. Terrible. Yeah. My ears are ringing till the end of the day, till mm. I got home. I was like, hmm. I had fun. We went shoot for what, like two hours? Yeah, yeah. We had like 180 rounds we had to go through. Yeah, so we did. Had to? Yeah, it was mandatory. It was mandatory. Yep. 180 rounds. Yeah, it was. uh, And like I told, like the first time I'm like, okay, I'm shooting Kevin's guns. And I'm like, okay, I haven't shot in forever. Please hit the piece of paper that is 50 (laughs) yards out. (laughs) What Please. kind of what kind of gun were you shooting? It was your AR. Yeah, AR fifteen, right? Mm-hmm. So we were at a uh, hundred yard range. Indoor. Yes. It was indoor. 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 Yeah. yeah. This place was honest to goodness. It's in Orlando. It's at a place called Shooter's World, and the indoor range that well was about like seven lanes, Trello, something like that. Yeah, it was like seven or eight. Something like that. That, but that was just one. That was the hundred right. yard stuff. Uh, then there was other ones that were downstairs. We were actually upstairs. 
This no, building and they had upstairs downstairs. Ones too. Yeah, this building was seventy four thousand square feet. Yes, just for guns. Just, just for, for guns. guns, dude. I've never That's seen the most American thing I've ever heard, dude. It was like the, the Walmart of guns. Yeah, like you could walk up. You know how you can like test a fishing reel and stuff like that, like sporting mm-hmm. goods places. They had guns like that just out. Yeah, they were like like not behind know, cases. Yeah, they were cabled to the desk. And basically, there was like a little like metal bar that kind of stuck out, and you slipped the barrel down onto it, so it, you know it's how it you know, you, it holds it. But there was like this circular desk that went around, and there was probably what Cholo like eighty guns, easily eighty guns. Yeah, like all, all on their own little like metal bar, and so you just come up, slide it off, check it out, you know, do whatever you want to do, and uh, and then slip it back down, you know, and and walk to the next one. Like it was it was unreal. I will say my favorite part of the. That, that part of the trip was watching people pick the guns up <laughs> and pretend they were some sort of action hero every time they were there was a couple good ones where you're like i can hear what he's saying in his brain right oh now. yeah absolutely yeah there was oh, a, yeah. there was the one guy who like literally picked it up he looked at it and was i mean in full motion he went he racked he went and he like pointed it to the ground and like looked up like he was looking at somebody i kind of had this like GTA sway to him. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he and was I'll, one step away from a superhero jump. Oh yeah, dude. He was about <laughs> to like hit the button twice and jump twice. And uh I, I, I leaned over to Cholo and I was like, dude, I'm like, did you just see that? And he was like, Yep. I was like, that guy just went full like full motion into some like rea- uh, you know, whatever alternate reality. And he was he was playing out some kind of like scenario in his head, hands down. Like had to have mm-hmm. been. <laughs> oh man yeah, it was it was i wish you guys had a video of this because i would oh love my to see God. that it was so oh, it was good. one of those things like you did we just both happened to look up because yeah. we were getting our pictures taken for our ids yeah and we just both happened to look that way and it happened so quick he was like <laughs> shush, shush. you're like what the fuck did just happen yeah please tell he, me someone else saw that not yeah, just me and he was looking looking at the wall like at nobody and like had this look on his face like it Totally in his head, he was going like, come on, motherfucker, let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean oh, like, it, was, <laughs> it was so friggin' funny, man. Um, yeah, so if you do go there, just FYI, uh, ammo is ridiculously expensive. Bring your own. Um, we probably, Not- probably double paid per round. Like, they were pretty absurd. But we were in a tight pinch. Oh, yeah, and don't forget your magazines, right, Cholo? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, don't put your <laughs> magazines, and don't put ammunition in the magazines. Oh, right, yeah. So my my pistol that I have, um, uh, they have 21-round mags, and so I had to, like, sit there and, like, go... Yeah, we both did, like, Into a plastic bag, yeah, yeah, and we're like... So we're you like had to like, it around <laughs> so we had to undo every mag that we had, including Ben's, because he he had some too, and um, and yeah, before we could even step in there. But so the sad part was is the hundred round range, or I'm sorry, the the hundred yard range. We weren't able to shoot um the handguns, which I was kind of bummed about. So it was kind of an yeah. either or deal. But but they did have, I want to say they did have. So correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, Cholo. But they had the 100 yards, I want to say they had 50, and then mm-hmm. they had 25s, is that what it was? Yeah, that's what it was. Something like that? Yeah, I mean, this place and 25s were packed. They were packed with people. So, uh, so oh, okay, so to, to elaborate on that, so this place was so packed, in fact, 
that they were like, it's a two hour wait. Like he didn't even hesitate when we st- we we stepped up to the de- desk. He was like, immediately was just like, it's going to be a two hour wait, guys. And I was like, okay. And I'd already thought about it in my head. I'm like, what are the chances that the hundred yard ranges were full too? Yeah. And so I was like, okay. I'm like, but what about the hundred round or the hundred yard ranges? And he was like, oh, I have two of those. I'm like, sweet. So. The, the the crappy part was is that I forgot. I didn't forget. I actually put them in my bag. Uh, but the two mags that I have were actually at the hotel. And, and all of a sudden, we were like, crap. It was like, it, it kind of felt like we were getting railroaded at every every junction, right? Like, it was yeah. like, oh, yeah. every time we were like, what do we, you know, we need this or that, whatever. Anyway, so it was just like, it was par for the course at that point. And so I was like, well, what about the 100-yard range? And he was like, yeah, no, 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 we're good there. And so he had like a couple open. And uh, Ben actually had ran back downstairs and <laughs> he had gotten one of their mags so we could use it upstairs. And so we like paid for the ammo, paid for the mag, and we were able to, you know, then go up, you know, to, to the range. And um, I mean, dude, this place was so huge. It even had its own cafe. Like it that was, was the best part. No way. So good. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, man. Because Kevin was like. Oh, he's like, oh, the cafe, like joking about the cafe down there. And I was like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. And I was, I heard him say, it's like, oh, go to the cafe and make a left. And I was like, Kevin, there's actually a fucking cafe here. <laughs> I was like, no freaking way. He was like, I'm serious. And so when we got to that desk, it was over to the right. You could see it. And it's like, yeah, it's a full blown little place that you kind of have, you know, sit down, do whatever, you know, have a drink. And, um, they even had one of those, shots. like, yeah, they had the hot shot, like the old timey game, like where it was, uh, like the little laser pointer, I guess, or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah. they had like this full blown, like arcade, like carnival game there, you know, and stuff. The place was massive. And uh, so um, I guess the reason we're talking about this is if you ever decide to go to Florida and you want to get some shooting done, this place is amazing, but I would definitely recommend bring your own ammo because they are quite absurd. Um, yeah, I, I, we paid double each round um but mm. it is what it is we had an amazing time i i i think yeah you know i mean it was raining there was nothing else we could do it's not like we could go fly and i mean it was like a fun fly indoors for the three of us like we had an amazing time yeah and we're shooting at 100 yards with a red dot <laughs> with a red dot it's like covering <laughs> up the whole damn you know <laughs> thing but uh yeah it was super cool i shot like shit it was terrible I was proud of myself because I was pretty good for not like legit haven't shot in 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I was, I would say I was, I wasn't terrible. I was pretty tight with the grouping and stuff like that. My grouping was not nearly as tight as it normally is. Um, I definitely had some strays where we were like making the, the super trooper jokes of like, what about this little guy? Oh, that little guy. Don't worry about that little guy. Don't worry about that little guy. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, like I shot 20. I was like, well, I counted 18. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was the only gun we had was the AR 15. And, uh, we we're just shooting 223, if anybody's curious. And, um, I mean, man, that thing, the barrel was freaking smoking hot by the time we, uh, oh. we got done. <laughs> but, uh, and Ben made a buddy. He did. He did make a buddy with, with, uh, shoot, I thought I remember his name, but his name was Orlando. Well, th- no, that's that. I think that that's what was the tag said on his. I know, but I think that vest. was for the yeah, but that that wasn't his name. Um, I'm calling him that. You're gonna call him that? Fine, we'll call him that. His Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, he was a former military guy, and him and Ben just started rapping, and man, they just they went off. But uh, yeah, 
It was a good time, man. I had a lot of fun. It was cool. I had a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wet and nasty, but we had an amazing time. Um, but uh, what else did we do? Anything? No, we had food, and uh, we didn't have to. I didn't have to go deal with any BMW braps. Yeah, yeah. We don't need, we don't need to talk BMW about that. What about, uh, but what about anybody else? <laughs> anybody else? Yeah. Anybody else it's do anything funny. fun? <clears throat> it's kind yeah. of funny that you guys brought up shooting like range because I literally went. We went to an indoor bow shooting range. Did you? Yeah, but ours was the techno. Like, so it's a screen at like twenty yards. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No. It's not that, but they put like pew, pew, pew. they put like they'll have like an actual like deer like walking across the screen and you have to shoot it and then it turns into a game because they keep track of points and stuff. What? Yeah, that'd be amazing. Man, I got we got so competitive at that. That's bad. awesome. <laughs> Did you lose? No, I tied. I was losing because apparently it's tied. So you're you you pretty much lost. I pretty much <laughs> lost. But so there's this funny is there's this one. It's like a fish in a river. And the, the, the river bottom is brown. The fish is brown. I couldn't see it. And then by the time I saw it, I drew back. It's timed. And I just got my pin on. I was about to let the arrow fly. And it goes, you timed out. I, def- I literally timed out like eight times. Oh, wow. Because I wasn't fast enough. I was like, mm. what the hell? <laughs> That's pretty cool. I don't, we have an indoor um, bow range here at the, the Palmetto State Armory that we have here. Um, but I've never actually done it. I, I would like to. That'd be pretty cool. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I didn't think it. I, I thought it'd be like kind of fun, but it was like really fun. Yeah. It's it's better than like shooting at like your foam block or your f- paper targets with the yeah. bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. I get that. It's not like suction cup ones. When you <laughs> shoot it though, <laughs> I wish that'd be sick. I would totally like Cholo, Cholo, take a walk down there for a minute. I say, hey, go get that for me. Go get that. You have oh, to lick man. them before you stick them on the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be awesome. Well, me and Ben, that. me and Ben, we were driving back. We uh, we did stop at a Palmetto State Armory, and um, and he had he had found this scope uh for me actually, uh, and it was like on sale. It was like five hundred bucks for like two hundred seventy nine dollars or whatever. And, uh, and so he got it using his, his military discount too. So, um, so we got a pretty good deal on it, but, uh, so I haven't put that on yet, but, um, the next time we go, uh, Cholo, uh, we'll have an actual scope scope instead of a red dot. So hopefully that will make things zoom in and easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was fun. I mean, just all I did was put the red dot on the entire target. (laughs) It felt good. (laughs) We had it dialed pretty good. I mean, well, so it was, it was sighted in at twenty five yards. So um, I suppose oh. we should have, but I, we don't. Ben and I haven't started going to longer range, you know, shooting ranges yet. Um, so all we have is PSA here, and they're just twenty five. So, um, so we'll get there. We'll get it sighted in for something a little bit further, and uh, start doing that. But uh, long yeah. range is where it's at. That's what that's. That's the fun stuff, especially I outdoor. It. I dig it, man. It's cool. He Ben has a three hundred eight um, that he's got this massive scope on too, and it's meant for a thousand yards. So that's kind of one of the next things that I would like to do 
maybe later this year is get into like a 6.5 Creedmoor or something like that. Those and, are good. Uh, yeah, do something like that. Do something a little more for 1,000 yards. So looking forward to it. But we have a guest. So, Jimmy Bobby, what did you do? Yeah. What have you been doing since before RCHO? Anything fun? Oh, working on helis, building yeah. helis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had to try to get everything ready for RCHO because I didn't have anything ready to go. So, I think okay. that's a normal split. pre-flight, isn't it, for like any yeah. event? Well, yeah. Yeah, for me it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is for me too. And then I proceeded to put Jimmy Bobby to work, and I felt really bad for that. No, you don't. Oh no, it was. I did. It, it, it wasn't that bad. It was pretty good. We. It was a learning experience. Yeah, yeah. So I did get a swash on the way. We can talk about that later. But I did get one on the way. Um. So hopefully, uh, I'll have that by hopefully Friday. And then I'm going to spend Friday night, hopefully on the free fall uh, Friday night deal. So if you guys would like to join, please do. But I'll change it out then. And um, Saturday, um, we're going to go fly, man. I, I, it's, it's looking like rain, but um, it's not terrible. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we're, we're going to be in the clear at least a little bit. And I think me and Ben are going to ride over to uh, the sod farm and, uh, and catch up with some some peeps and do some flying, do some videoing because you know, video or it didn't happen, Cholo. And, um, you know, yeah, do some of that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nerd. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So who, who ended up going to RCHO? I went to RCHO. What days were you guys there? Cause I didn't go. What time? When did you get? Th- you got there the same? No, you got there the day before, right, Jimmy Bobby? We got there Thursday, uh, Thursday at midday, about yeah. oh Thursday afternoon. So you and Gooch somewhere around. Yep, somewhere around four thirty, five o'clock. We rolled in. Yep, and uh, they were, you know, they already had a crash count started, and them guys were kind of going at it. That's what I was gonna say. I saw that online. They were posting something <laughs> about the crash counts. Yeah. <laughs> Do yeah, you know how that got trying. started, Jimmy? Because I, I actually don't. I, I didn't get the backstory on that. No. I had no idea. Yeah, me either. I think it's just Jay loves talking people in, so they're just like, <laughs> let's keep track of it this time. Let's see, let's see how good we yeah. do. Yeah. It was he, pretty impressive. They had a lot of different stuff on the board too. Hold it wasn't on. just a crash count. They had how did this work? Was it like they just kept track of like who crashed and yeah, it was a whiteboard with like crashing and then like it said the german caused the field to light up what well the <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole thing in itself they, they thursday night they caught the field on fire and uh <laughs> that was all because <laughs> so they started out with uh carrie brooks was flying and i think uh I don't know if it was Jay or somebody over there grabbed the Roman candle and they lit the Roman candle kind of just messing around like towards Carrie. And somehow one of them little flaming balls caught the field on fire. And it, it, the first, that first little patch was like halfway burnt before Carrie landed. And there was like 30 guys out there trying to stomp it out. Yeah. It caught the field on fire. Yeah, it, well, it didn't, you know, it didn't rain or anything, so everything was real dry. 
Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It was it was pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw the video that where that was creeping running across that. I was like, ooh. Yeah. It actually yeah. dude, it actually burned a lot more than I thought too. Cause like from the picture it looked like it was, you know, I mean, no more than like six feet by seven feet kind of patch or whatever, but like it was actually a decent amount. Oh no, it's yeah. It was it was pretty bad. Like a flames it I mean that you know, patches are probably what thirty, thirty or forty feet wide. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah. So it was it it had it had ha- literally half of that first patch was completely gone. It was charred. They, had, they even had the fire extinguishers out there. They're trying to keep it from spreading further. Okay. It worked. So yeah, I have, I just in, I have managed to uh, be my own little I team here. Um, Jay says that it was 73 people that attended. Uh, there nice. were 25 sponsors. Damn. And then you ready for this? The little whiteboard, you ready? Mm-hmm. There were sixty crashes. <laughs> Jesus! Wow. Uh, so Seventy-three almost, people showed up. So almost. You well, I mean, crashed. Jimmy Bobby crashed like three of his, and I helped, but you know. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Was oh your name God. on the whiteboard when you crashed? No, they, no, just, they just tallied it. Yeah, it was just doing oh, a tally, boring. like a hash mark kind of should thing. Like, should have been like the the uh, whiteboard of shame. So put funny, your name dude. and it, and then if you crashed again, put a tally next to it. Yeah, <laughs> they sign you in for the event. They put your name on the whiteboard, and then immediately the counter starts. Yeah, and you have to track them for the entire event. Track your own crashes. Mm-hmm. That'd be that's next year. That's the next event for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know if they're gonna do Urcho or if they're gonna do Fall Pool, but um, we'll see what's next. Definitely see what's next. See what's next from them is. Another level, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, that might be more true than you think. I'm not going to say too much, but Jay has plans. Apparently, construction Oof. is going to start, and um, there's going to be some leveling up. I'm just that's all I'm going to say. Some leveling up. The field's yeah. going to get bigger. Mm, I don't know about that, but you know, I think it's maybe uh, more exciting. Yes, absolutely. That place never disappoints, man. Oof. But uh, since we're talking about it, so we're, you got in Thursday, half day. Um, I got in Friday, about 8.30-ish. Um, it was me and Ben that drove in. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, by the time we got there, I mean, it was already in full swing for sure. So, um what happened on Friday during the day, uh, besides the, the fire, <laughs> the fire, Jimmy? Oh, Friday during the day. Uh, what, what, what did happen? There were so many things and everything meshed together. So that's why, uh, during Friday morning, um, we got to go, we went, we, we Thursday night, let's, let's finish Thursday night because okay. it went into Friday morning, Thursday night. Um, it was a, that was whenever we kind of was trying to settle in and, you know, Gucci and Gucci fashion. He, uh, got a little crazy. <laughs> and, uh, so they ended up, uh, at the waffle house. I didn't get to go to that because I stayed behind. Uh, but they ended up at the waffle house at like three o'clock in the morning. Mm. So by the time they come back, uh, that would have been, you know, three, three thirty. We had we hadn't even checked into our hotel or anything. So 
the rest of our night was pretty intense and we didn't end up waking up until, you know, nine, 10 o'clock in the morning the next, on yeah. Friday. So we missed half of the day. But, yeah. You uh, guys you did ex- get a late start. You expected yeah, to was, be on time. Was, yeah. We were on somebody's time, not ours. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were on, you were on someone's time. Yeah. Uh, Gucci's time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we Gucci were- time. <laughs> But yeah, he but, snapped back, so it wasn't. Oh bad. yeah, that was we the morning that we um yeah we met. Well, that's not right because that would have been Saturday no, morning. Nope, Saturday morning. Yeah, for, yeah, Friday morning we went. Just me and him went to uh, the new at New York diner. Oh really? You you went twice then? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, that was interesting. That was my <laughs> first time there. Um, uh, I can tell you this: and, it it wasn't so bad. The the time this time. The, the time that me and Ben went, like, a couple years ago, like, when you guys said New York Diner, or the New York, whatever it's called, uh, I was like, ooh, God, I just, mm, I don't know about this, because when he and I went, it was trash. Like, it was not good. So, it, it definitely was a huge improvement from last time. But anyway, you, you say what you need to say about it. <laughs> Oh no, it was, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I didn't expect it, you know, he's, well, I was told it's just like this little mom and pop diner. (laughs) I didn't know we were going to a Mexican restaurant at nine o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, do they have breakfast burritos? All day. Oh, brekkie burritos. Yeah. Yeah, They have breakfast all day. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was good. I mean, you can get like chorizo, whatever stuff, you know. Wait, like it's called something New York. Yeah, it's New it's York. It's called New York Diner. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, but you can go in there's a. You can still get a breakfast. Statue of Liberty. Yeah, yeah. So hmm. it wasn't bad. It, it it was pretty good this time around. I I <laughs> I was a little this nervous time about around. It. Egos. Yeah, yeah. I last time, man, a couple years ago when when Ben and I were there, I was like, God, this place is terrible. And uh, I was like, I am never coming back here. But then everybody was like, we're going to New York Diner. I'm like, damn it. Because <laughs> we're going back. Damn it. But uh, yeah, it was pretty good. It, it wasn't bad at all. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, uh, I mean, it would, be a, it would be a feat to try and name everybody. But, um, but you know, I mean, heck, you know, Frank, Frank Mordios was there from, from Miami. Chris Nutt actually made an appearance, which... I swear, I, I I never see this guy. It got to a point, actually, where he was telling me and Ben, he was like, if you guys want to come to my, you know, to the farm to, to fly, he's like, you're just going to have to tell me what date it is so I can put it in the calendar and just know that this is happening. <laughs> because he's just so busy all the time. Like, it's just too hard to catch up with him. Like, I literally don't ever see Chris until a fun fly is true. So, don't so you guys gonna... live right near each other? Dude, he's like, 30 minutes down the road. Jesus. Yeah. So we're, we're going to try and catch up with him too um, and go out there because he also has a little shooting range. So we're going to make a day of that too. Uh, do some flying and do, do some shooting. But yeah, so um, uh, all, the, all the RCHO peeps were there. Um, I'm trying to think there was anybody that was new or whatever. Um, Diego and Dima were there, people. right? I don't know that they'd been there yeah. before. Were they there before? I'm not sure. No, that's. I think that's I their don't first think time. So. Yeah, so it was yeah. their first time. Um. Oh, Tony Whiteside was there. Really? Yeah, yeah, he was there. Yeah. Was he flying? Uh, um. He oh, yeah. did fly. Yeah, I didn't get to see him fly, but I, I heard he flew. 
But um, I did introduce myself. We 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 shook hands. He probably wouldn't remember me and probably wouldn't care. But uh, but he seemed like he seemed like a nice dude. I I you know I always imagined him. Sorry, Tony, if you hear this, but I always imagined him as being just this wild and crazy person. And I and I I know that was the mo like years ago that that's who he was. But um, you know, obviously he's calmed down like a ton. And um, but he seemed like a really really down to earth dude. And uh, you know um. He was talking to Bert at the time when I, I kind of barged in. And I was giving Bert a hug on the way out, but um, but at any rate, yeah, he he seemed like a chill dude. Um, but uh, I knew he was new. I think it was a couple other faces that I saw that that were not regulars. Um, but I I don't know their names. Oh, Kyle Spiels and his wife came. I yep. think that was their first time, right? Yes, that was. Yeah. Um, I would talk more about Andy and Cliff, but I think all they wanted to do was f- fun fly in a bottle. I, I don't, <laughs> mm. yeah, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just well, need those events like that. Yep. Well, Andy did that for sure. Didn't he, Jimmy? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. He completely redesigned the BK organizational chart. He had it figured out. He Saturday had it figured night, out. we got lectured on all of it. <laughs> we had the order. The pecking order was established. Yes. He was. I mean, he even told Bert. It was like he inserted dominance right there. Oh, big time. Yeah. yeah. The he put, pecking order. Yeah, he put himself oh, yeah. above above uh, Susie, too. I was kind of shocked. What's this mm. pecking order? Yeah. You want to tell him? He's number one, it sounds like. He was. No, it's, it's him. He makes the first decision, and then it went Susie, and then it went Bert, and then the board. Yeah. And then after the board, it was the rest of the pilots. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I like it. Mm-hmm. I, God, I, damn, I kind of wish I was there just for that now. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was it was worth it. It was, I mean, because we had to go get Bert, and Bert come in, and he had no to way. lay it out. Yes, out. And yeah. got Bert. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we brought birds to the camper. It was so it was so good. It was so That's good. awesome. Yeah. Uh and and in between all of this, of course, uh Simone, she was a part of it as well. You know, Simone Zunter, she was there. Oh yeah. And um yeah, somehow she got maneuvered into this new organizational chart as well. And um oh my gosh, dude, it was such a riot. It was hilarious. Where's she at in the work chart? She's she's the overseas. She's a uh, Andy status, but only overseas. Gotcha. He, he he still looks over and sees over. He's over top of her. So so she's international. <laughs> BK. Where did Andy get all this power yeah. from? <laughs> uh, my question. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I think it's called um, Crown Royal Reserve. That's where he got the power from. Yes. Oh man, I was gonna say. I was gonna say if he's drinking Captain, just because you're drinking Captain doesn't make you the Captain. <laughs> <laughs> and not in Andy's eyes. Yeah. He's probably thought about this rolling around in his self-driving yeah. tractor. He's been brewing yeah. on this week. He, <laughs> <laughs> he's he just needs the right amount of liquid courage to bring That's it up. That's right. Go get yeah. Bert. Tell him I then, we we're fixing this right now. Now here's the real question. Here's the real question. Was Cliff like his little wingman? Was he sitting there like, yeah, Andy, you're right. You got this, Andy. Oh yeah. Oh, I really well, think Cliff was the one that provoked it. Yeah, I was gonna say, now, where was he at on the work chart? Where was Cliff at? Well, Cliff is part of the pilots. Yeah, well, he's, he's just part of the, the yeah. part of that part. But he's smart. But he knew he was the one ringleading it. 
Yes, because that way his that way his cup never hit bottom. See, that's how that works. Right. If you yeah. if you if you perpetuate, you know, um, Andy's thinking, then then Cliff's cup never went to empty. Yeah. See how that works. Mm-hmm. I'm kind yeah. of a, I kind of can't believe that Andy put himself right in the lead. <laughs> Well, he doesn't and he was dead serious about it too so later on i went oh, to yeah. go mess with them they were all outside at this point and i said hold on you two i said i got something to say and i was being all like you know serious about it or whatever you know and they thought that i actually legitimately had something of value to add right and so so i said um i was like i just want you guys to know bert you know and andy standing there i was like um i just want you to know that what you may not know is that I'm above Andy. And Andy's like, no, no, no. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine that. <laughs> and he's like putting his hand on my chest, like, get the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you strip me of my power. So I mean, like, it was hilarious. So what is he running? Is he just running like what happens? Or is like <laughs> I don't know, he's full of shit. But anyways, it was it was. He ain't running <laughs> nothing. Shit. He ain't running nothing by his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. god. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so funny though. It definitely you know, probably you know, a had to be there kind of thing. But those that were, I'm sure you're laughing right now. You you know clearly so, what was going on. This is good to know now because whenever Bert sends me something, he's like, "I need you to do this," and be like, "I need you to run this by Andy." <laughs> you need to run it by Andy. Yes. <laughs> so you, you How do I know this is valid? Thing? I need. It. I need Andy's signature. Albums. Yeah, you're gonna yes. need Andy's uh, notoriety or um, notary Blood stamp. stamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Andy. That's oh, funny. I'm gonna. Oh, now every time I need something, I'm gonna just text Andy. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That'd yeah. be really funny. As a matter of fact, if uh, you guys have questions about BK Hobbies, just message Andy, Andy first. There you go. Message Andy mm-hmm. first. Yep. Yeah. Through support, you'll get to him. <laughs> so okay. No, you won't get him through support. No, but that's how you just go. Instead of going to support, just go directly to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cut out the support. Go straight to him. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because apparently I was number four in this org chart, like somewhere way down below in the the mass of the groups there. And I was like, okay, well, if that's the case, then anytime somebody needs something BK related done, then you can just message Andy. So does this mean too that I don't have to do battle the brands? Andy's going to do them. Yep. I mean. I'm okay with that. I I support that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm behind that one. Hey, just in case he gets really mad at me, is it okay if I stay with you at Urcha Christi Monty? Yeah, Because <laughs> <laughs> part of that conversation was like, hey, can I have a place to stay? So uh yeah. Casey gets really yeah, mad you, at this. Yeah, you, yeah, I can hear Kevin now. He's like, Yeah, you can run the show as long as I get to stay in your camper. <laughs> <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Oh man, Andy, you are a hundred percent right. Can I get a yeah. spot in your camper? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. There was at one point in time there was like twenty head of people up in his camper. Jesus, and yeah, it probably was. It probably <laughs> still looked empty in there. I, I looked at him and I was like, dude. I'm like, can your ha- can your camper handle this? He's just like, he goes, you know, it's funny because we were just talking about that a minute ago. Like, you know, what are these jacks rated for? You know, so. <laughs> So that was that was some good times, man. We we uh it it was never a dull moment in that camper. And uh but um we did not have a burning couch this time. I was I was a little bummed. So what did they do instead? A lot of fireworks. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It was still was still good. I mean, it's still RCHO, you know. But yeah. um, one of the funniest things I saw, and I I'm so sorry I was not there to see it, but Alex is like doing something high concentration, and he's got this Roman candle sticking out his back pocket, and Jay's back there lighting it while it's in his back pocket. Yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw <laughs> that video. That yeah. was pretty funny. Oh my god, dude, I was dying. I was like, God, I wish I'd have been there for that. But uh, I was just more confused. Like he's, how's he not see all these people staring at him? Yeah, yeah, that's right? the first thing I did. Right. I looked at everyone around. They're like laughing. I'm yeah. like, man, that oh, would mean man. I'm the butt of someone's joke right now. Right, yeah, right. It means I'm the center of attention right now. And what are they doing mm-hmm. to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. The only, the only thing I thought that we should bring up is the whenever Carrie went to fly for the fireworks and the fog rolled in. Oh, okay. So were we were driving for that. Yeah, we were, no, we were driving in at that time. Like we legitimately, I mean, just to set the stage here, we were driving in and we were on the highway. That's basically parallel to RCHO. All right. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's like this smoke pouring over the highway, like thick smoke. And I was like, Ben, I'm like, do you think those dudes are like, burning the couch right now i'm like because this is hella smoke out here like it's a lot and so we start driving to make the left you know on um oh shoot i don't know what the name of that road is there three, then, uh, three sisters well three then, sisters road. well on that road then you take a left and get onto three sisters but so whatever that road yeah. is right there and um because we were like on the interstate not that road but the interstate and and the smoke was pouring over so anyway so we drive up and we see you know um Someone say, yeah, the fireworks just ended. And I was like, good Lord, how many fireworks? Because fuck's sake, it's like foggy as shit out here. Hmm. And, um, but yeah, I guess it had to do more so with the fog than it did the, uh, the fireworks, right, Jimmy? Yeah, the, they, they were doing the, the, you know, the traditional Carrie Brooks flies and they shoot the Roman candles at them. And I would, I don't think he made it halfway through the flight. And, you could not see the helicopter at all. Wow. Like it completely disappeared. And he said he did the last flip and he was all, it was all muscle memory at that point. And he, he, as soon as he, re- he kind of was like, okay, it's flat. He hit throttle hold and set it down. And it took, I don't know, it was like what, 45, 50 minutes for that stuff to, to go out because all it, the fog like come down and like entrapped all of the, the smoke from the fireworks. You couldn't see 10 foot in front of you. Yeah, but it was foggy the rest of the night. Yeah. Yeah, but they still, I mean, they flew after that probably about an hour later, but yeah. you had that's, to keep it in close. That's the exact moment you need Tom Shin next to you to be like, I don't see it either. <laughs> right, right. Just keep going. What's well, Yeah, when that's he, when he does. Land, after After Carrie landed, I'm like, hey, I think you got your mixtures a little bit too rich. It's a little rich. <laughs> it, was it was electric. That was the best part. Is he was flying yeah. his electric heli. That's funny. Yeah, you need to lean that baby out. Oh uh, shoot, that's funny. Yeah. Forever now. I yeah. Will, it oh, was... When somebody's like, I didn't see my helicopter. I'm going to think of Tom Shin just standing there next to me. Going, yeah. I don't see it either. <laughs> yeah, man. Um. Well, we were out there uh, Friday night until about midnight, and that's when me and Ben called it. And went to the hotel to to check in finally. And um, so uh, you guys continued on, right? Like you guys were still out there pretty late. Yeah, yeah. That we I don't I think uh, every night we hit it till at least two. 
Well, no. Um, Friday night, no, we, we we left shortly after you uh, because we stayed. We were planning on staying for Saturday night. Okay. So, okay. Uh, yeah, Friday night we did cut it pretty quick after you guys left. I don't think we were maybe half hour. Yeah, I was kind of shocked because like when I messaged you guys the next morning, you were like, "No, nah, we're still in bed or or about to get up." Or I was like, "Oh my gosh." Yeah, because it was like nine o'clock or something, or eight thirty, whatever it was. And um, but that was the morning that we were meeting up at uh, the New York Mexican yeah. diner. Yeah, <laughs> New York Mexican diner. <laughs> yeah. So we had to talk about uh, ice cream sandwiches. Oh yeah, old Bill. Yeah, he gets his little kids plate in front of him, French toast with bananas and strawberries, um, and it made the what? shape of a smiley face or something. Who knows? I don't know, but. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they'd yeah, actually they'd taken the uh, the whipped cream and like did a an N and a Y, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh, isn't that cute, Bill? New York, so, yeah, <clears throat> it's New York. You gotta have French toast and some, you know, some I berries and bananas. You. I can promise Jesus. you, it's a New York diner. <laughs> He's gonna hate me. Oh man, it's awesome. It, yeah. it was it was funny. It was funny. Well, Bill showed up, so that was what was cool. Is that um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this, um, and um, we're just gonna make it so he can't get out of it now. But he found out that I wasn't able to go to Spring Fling, and and so he had no intention of going to RCHO. And then all of a sudden, like days before, like a couple days before, he'll be like, "Well, what am I gonna take video of?" I'm like, "What am I gonna? You know, what what are you gonna take video? What are you talking about?" And he's just like, well, I'm just trying to figure out what, how, you know, who I'm going to take video of. And I was like, so you're going to RCHO? And he's like, maybe. And I was maybe? like, oh, you're coming to RCHO for me, Bill. So, uh, yeah, I was giving him crap. But, uh, but yeah, him and the McToons came. And, uh, um, well, he drove separate. But anyway, but they, you know, they were coming too. And uh, um, so they, they all had a good time. We had a good time. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I was glad he showed Thanks. up. But uh, yeah, I was giving him shit as I do. You know, you have to. But, I mean, yeah. So it sounds like a pretty much a typical awesome RCHO event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, so Jay took it upon himself because Juan was not around to do the normal Discala. Now, mind you, Discala is made with like premium steak, and it is ridiculous. Ridiculously expensive. Like the money that they bring in is basically put right back out to feed people. And Jesus. but Discala has become like kind of a an RCHO staple. But because of the fact that they were running low on funds, I'm listen, I don't know if that to be true. I shouldn't say that. I, I don't know what their funds or situation are like. But anyway, Jay was like you know, we're, we're trying to do this a little bit more on a budget kind of thing. And, um, and so they, they did, um, oh God, what was it? It was like, shoot, I'm gonna screw this up, Jay. I'm sorry. Um, I think it was like maybe, uh, ground beef or something or, um, like chicken and bacon and some kind of pork, I guess, or in chorizo. That's what it was. So maybe it wasn't ground mm. beef. It was chorizo. And, um, so they just didn't do the steak part of it, which gets like, inc when you're trying to feed 70 people, like it gets ridiculously yeah, it's expensive. expensive. It's, it's, it really is. 
And so they actually did it for like less than half the cost of what they normally spend. And, um, and dude, it was friggin' good. Like I, I didn't miss the fact that there was no steak in it, you know? And, um, so they did an incredible job. Thank you to Tima, uh, maybe Cliff, maybe not. Uh, but Jay and of course the team there, Rodney and Tanner and all those guys that pitched in to, to make this happen. I know there's other people that were involved. I'm sorry that I'm forgetting you or I don't know you. Um, but thank you so much for putting that together for us every year. It is amazing. And, uh, it makes it super easy to feed people, you know, uh, instead of getting like super elaborate. And, um, even though it takes a bunch of prep, you know, the end result is that it, you know, it's easier to put together for people. So, um, but, uh, yeah, thank you. A lot of great sponsors. Um, I cannot name them all, but Jay did a video. If you would like to see that. It's probably on the RCHO site. Um, one of the ones that I did not put in for, I wish I had, uh, was the Gregor McGrath pipe. Um, I think Tanner. Good one. Yeah, Tanner actually ended up winning that. Um, so pretty cool. But um, Marcus Kim was there, threw down some really great flights. Uh, I heard Bert. Bert was there, right? Yes, really I don't know hurt. why I haven't talked about him yet, but Bert came. So Bert was telling me he's like, "Yeah, he goes, I haven't been there in like ten years." I'm like, "Dude, that's not even the same club. Like, it's completely different at this point." I'm like, "You got to go," and I was like, "Dude, just show up and be Bert Camera. Don't let's not worry about promotion. You know, whatever. Like, let's just go and have a great time, right?" And he can't help himself; he has to get videos and stuff. But um, mm -hmm. so we did do some promotional things or whatever, but. Uh, but at any rate, um, he had an amazing time. Like, I think he had a genuinely great time. I would venture to say that he would come back. Um, but uh, he apparently, and I missed this one too, but apparently Marcus Kim and um, Bert both uh, flew a Tron Advance and completely just beat the snot out of it. So I, awesome. I think Bill has video, so I can't wait to see those to see what that was like. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, as of recently, as most people know, you know, Marcus joined with the, uh, the Tron helicopter team, USA team. So uh, he was there representing the, the Tron stuff and just put on some killer flights, man. It was, it was amazing. Um, and uh, who else? I'm trying to think here. Uh, Scott Graham, of course, was there, of course. Um, mm. Jason Bell was there. Uh, I'm trying to try to John Titus. Always good to see John. Uh, Lou, of course, Lou's going to be there. Oh yeah, right. Lou was you know? there. Jeez, mm -hmm. um, I know. Oh, Andrew Lax was there. All the way. It from was New a pretty York. loaded. Yeah, pretty good event. It really was. There was a lot of great people there. As usual, it's becoming sort of everyone's staple, and um, man, it never disappoints. So, as usual. If you uh, have never been, you should go. And um, and if you have an Oxy, I will apparently gladly crash it for you. You did an amazing job. Dude, it lasted three <laughs> seconds. Yeah, that's normally awful. how your flights last anyways, isn't it? Come, come on, really? Nah, he, he had 20 with mine. That's <laughs> funny. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was it wasn't. Awful. It was... I don't. I don't think you even got the transmitter settled into your hands yet. No, I didn't. 
<laughs> I listen. I I can't explain what happened. I still feel bad, but I it was literally I just started doing backflips, and it just felt like I didn't have control over it anymore. Like it was just really a wild sensation. I know it was loud there. I could still hear the engine. The engine wasn't loaded up, right, Jimmy? I mean, you can agree. No, no. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It, there was no way that it, it loaded up. Yeah, I, and, I think. It Go was ahead. just, there was so much going on. <laughs> like, it was hard to tell anything going on. Yeah. I mean, they, everybody was screaming and carrying on right right directly behind us, too. <laughs> it's like sensory like, overload. Oh, no, it was like 70 people standing right at your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Jesus. But at any rate, it, it was still an amazing time. And uh, again, sorry I smashed your stuff up. but. I was batting uh, 50%. Um, I didn't even fly my own stuff because uh, we were working on the Nitron. I guess I should touch, touch on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, uh, it actually lives and breathes uh, from, the, mm-hmm. from the Gensu action of uh, Daniel's uh, three-blade. Um, but here was the thing, Jimmy, that I've, I, I don't know that I've had time to tell you, is I was convinced that I had changed the swash out. And I mean, obviously, getting ginsued by a three-blade, uh, you know, not many parts on a helicopter are going to, you know, survive that. Um, I was shocked that it survived as much as it did. Uh, but the swash obviously did take a hit, and um, we discovered that the swash was slightly tweaked. Now, I thought I had bought a new one. I went back through all of my receipts. Uh, and, uh, and I had not bought a swash, so I do have one on the way. So that's why it wasn't doing what it was supposed to. Cause, um, I mean, we can go into detail if you want, but basically we were during, during setup, it wasn't setting up correctly. And, um, it was because finally Jimmy noticed that one of the little ears on the, the swash was tweaked versus the rest of them. And, um, and it was causing things to get thrown off in setup. And, um, and so we tried to fly it, but it just, it just kept getting worse. And so we're like, all right, let's just not press our luck, you know, but it did hover with bad tracking. So there was no other weird things. The tail was fine. The body of the, the, nice. the frame was fine. It was just head stuff. So, um, so we're like super close. And so I'm kind of hoping that, you know, I can get that swash on there Friday night and then we'll do another setup on it and take it out Saturday and see you know, if it, uh, if it lives and breathes again, which would be totally amazing. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, sh- it should have, since you've now purchased every piece individually for a <laughs> recap. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, you, you've literally managed to buy every piece to a kit. I mean, except for the main frame part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything else is pretty much new. <laughs> I think it's wild. You bought everything else but mainframes. Like that's all I feel like. like breaking <laughs> crashes, mainframes. You're like, I'm gonna break everything but that. Yeah. Uh, well, Gooch said that, not him. Gooch. That was the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I really, when I got looking at it, I was like, no, this will be okay. Like, I mean, it's you know, yeah, it's pretty banged up, but you know, it'll be fine. It'll, it'll, will it'll buff out, right? And then the more and more I bought parts, I was like, oh my God, dude, this is getting ridiculous. And, and I, and dude, I, I have to be close to 700 bucks, six, six to 700 bucks in parts. But, 
you know, it it seems to be fine. Um, I can't speak that highly of of previous helicopters that I've had that were of that same ish caliber. I mean, usually there was always something going on, a hum in the boom or I, whatever. But this thing actually was pretty solid, and um, I was like, oh my god, dude, I can't believe this thing's flying. But it, it, this the setup thing was a problem because of the swash. So I'm gonna get that changed out and see how it does. Nice. So yeah, be nice to see it again. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Just no more tandems with Cholo and Manny. Yeah, don't blame this on me. No, I, dude, no. it's got to be you two. It's, flew it, with me. It totally was. Happened. Totally was. Flew with me and mm-hmm. nothing happened. That's Nobody right. crashed over, we water. over water. Yeah, over water. I didn't crash. Yeah, yeah but there was a major midair in yours. Yeah, the yep. two people that caused the midair should be the problem, not the people that didn't have anything bad happen. <laughs> no, 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 because we were fine until you and Manny showed up. Actually, no, it was, it, it after. was who who was first? Who was the first? It, it was, was Manny it was, and Kevin, right? Yeah, Manny and Kevin. And so then really, so really, and the I, problems you and Daniel. No, Gooch showed up last. Yeah, but you, but those. Were I said, the if first I'm thing. going, you're going, and then I took off, and then he showed up right behind me. Yes, then you and Daniel are really the problem child. Daniel was. He's the one that showed up last and caused the accident. No, see, Chris Diamante, see, here's what the problem is, is that he and Manny, Cholo and Manny, (laughs) had to hog the front side of the the field. And so me and Gooch were forced to the back. So they were they were being they were being fly flying hogs of of you know the front they had to be showboaters and so me and Gooch were stuck in the back. I was in the back because I saw it happen in between my heli and that. So you guys were in the front. No, I was behind you guys, (laughs) and then it happened in front of me, and I got distracted for a second. You got distracted. That would have been funny. It'd been funny if you you Manny got distracted and you just pile yours in the ground. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> that would have been pretty good. It would have been like these two mid-aired and then these two got distracted and just whoop. Yep. Yep. That would have been pretty good. Old showboaters got in the way and, you know, we had to... That's what happens. Out, ran out of airspace. Yeah. Shit happens. So, uh... <laughs> Shit happens? He's like, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Moving on. I'm tired of being in the hot seat. Uh, Not it. Gosh. So what's uh, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> Nose goes. <laughs> All right. So RCHO, good time. You should be there. If you haven't ever been, then you're missing out. And uh, yeah, you suck. So here we go. Uh, how about we do some news? News. That's used. Yeah. What's news, what's next? News that's used. Uses some news. It's probably used. Oh, news. Oh, used news. Well. What's popping? Yeah. Dang, or, I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. Todd's hopping. Todd's hopping. Bringing it back. Todd's All right, Cholo, back. you take over the news, buddy. You do it. So, I mean, as we all have been seeing, which is awesome, BK Hobbies is starting to carry a lot more models instead of just the old SAB stuff that they used to carry. Now they've got, what, XL Power now. They're carrying Tron. They've also started carrying Augie's uh a lot of Augie's products and stuff like that. So they're, mm-hmm. they've been blowing up. We've got, uh, what the speculations on the, on rotor live for the new goblin, the fourth generation. goblin. So let's talk about that. That's what I was going to say. What do you guys think? Yeah. I, uh, I have to go. I just got a call from Italy, uh, saying I have to go. 
So, <laughs> so uh, someone knows. <laughs> so someone knows. All right. So Chris, you can't play along then. Um, okay. I here's my speculation. I think it is a goblin. I will have to agree with that uh, statement. Goblin. Yeah. It's a goblin, goblin and a kraken mixed together. No, 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 no. I think it's a raw and a goblin put together, not a kraken. Mm. I think it looks like old school black nitro boom kind of you know comp boom like that smooth rounder shape. Yep, sure do. I think it looks like that with a raw front end, but more squat, not so tall. I'm thinking that with the combination of like how they, you know how the new kraken where they have that upper frame, ESC ESCs built into it. You mean like the the raw five hundred type? Or the yeah, yeah, they, but the they've the done the 700 like that, too. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't doubt that. Um, so here's my, here's my other thing. Are they using the transmission? Hmm. That's I think why I don't think, I think they are. I think they're going to use the new transmi- uh, newer style transmission. Well, they got the, everything says belt drive. Oh. Oh, but does what's, it? What's, why would they... Why would they put that on there? Maybe it'd be like uh, kind of how the new competition is. The 420 competition. Yeah. Mm. Where it's that one one single belt to a, to a big old gear. Well, it, but do you think it's going to be a two-stage gear or do you think it's going to be a one-stage? I'm thinking one-stage. If it's one-stage, it's going to be a big gear. It's a big year for them. It's a big year for a big year. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish Chris could talk right now. Um, but that's my <sighs> speculation. I, I think that it's going to look like a Groblin. Hmm. I can see that. Like, no, uh, is it going to have, like, skids built in? Uh, I'm thinking, like, no skids. Like how the no Carters is gonna have like a lower frame, like a like the older Goblin. Um, yes, or 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 like you say, kind of like the four twenty or the five hundred. Yeah, you know, but with a different boom. But with like a comp boom. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. Yeah, like, like the old uh, first four twenty when they offered that that boom kit for it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's true. But it's uh, it's called the Il Gablin. I don't know hmm. what it's going to be, but I want one. Do you know what Il is? Sick. I don't know what it is. Sick. I don't even sick. know what it is yet. <laughs> yeah, give me two. But see, here's here's what's weird, right? So, uh, yeah, I can say it's weird, but it's called Il Gablin, which means the Goblin. So what, what do goblin? What do we make? Sick. What do we make? <laughs> well, that's what one person said. Is they were like, "Why would you name it Il Goblin? It makes it sound like it's the sick goblin." <laughs> but sick but goblin. but Il Goblin is the goblin. It's the one that. So happened. so why would you think they'd call it that? Because it's like the new flagship or something or what? Hmm. I would have to say, yeah, maybe it's a new, it's a new top tier one for them. Mm-hmm. Because it is a seven hundred, we do know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I, I, I am curious to know what it's going to look like. I, I think it'd I, be cool. 
I yeah, I think it's gonna look cool. To be totally honest, it'll be I think cool it's to see if, if they blend everything together right. I think that'd look cool. Yeah, yeah, kind of a mashup. Yeah, but yeah, I I would not hate if they got away from the. Uh, tra- I love how Christy Amati's being like stone dead silent. Um, <laughs> but I I really I would love to see them get away from the transmission. I think it'd be cool go to back go back. Yeah, bit. yeah, for sure, absolutely. I think sometimes awesome. you have to go backwards to go forward. That's right. I mean, isn't that back the story of Back to the Future pretty much? Sure. <laughs> Don't like you right now. <laughs> I don't like you right now. Uh, well, I mean, can you get up to 88 though, miles per hour and let's get this going? Yeah, I was going to say, even though you think you're this new guy because you're the old, heard there's new Tron management around here. I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> He's a loser. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, there is a lot of backstory. You were actually there for part of it, Cholo, at a dinner. But, um, but yeah, it just kind of came around that um, I was suggested, and um, there was some conversations had, and uh, even unexpected conversations. I was not aware that uh, there was another person involved. I don't want to name him just in case he doesn't want me to, but I'm, I, he'd probably be fine with it, but I, I, I'm going to not do that just in case. But um, yeah. an unexpected person, I, I had no idea, but Yakim actually confides in him quite frequently, and they were like, yeah, I think Kevin would be a great choice to be the uh, representative, the, the Tron uh, manager of the USA. And uh, so I, I took on a new position. Congratulations. Yeah. And what is that position? Uh, Tron manager of the U of USA. USA Tron manager. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Repeat it. Nice for you. I know. I just wanted (laughs) because I didn't care to listen the first time. (laughs) Yeah. So then kind of. He's over Andy. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) Just like. (laughs) There's a new hire. Who? Mm hmm. Then, uh, you also just recently picked up some new people, though, for that team, didn't you? I did, yeah. So currently, um, the the ones that were there before I was, actually, uh, were Jamie Robertson, uh, Bill Zimmerman. Um, I'll make sure I get their names right. I don't want to screw this up, because there's one guy that I'm, I've never met him before, but he seems like a very, very cool dude, and uh, I definitely do not want to screw his name up. So let me make sure I get that right. But... Um, I did add one recently as well. Two of them actually recently. Um, oh, right. So I was, see, I was going to get his first name wrong. His name is Drew Robinson. Um, I, I've never met him, but he's a you very, very remember cool that. Yeah. Drew Robertson. Ro- Robinson, a- not Robertson. Yeah, he, I fly with him. Do you really? Yeah, he's from Connecticut. Yeah, he seems like a very cool dude. He's, a, he's badass. Nice. I like him a lot. Uh, Donnie Pesci. He's on there. Um, and of course, then I have added Marcus Kim and Ben Connor. Nice. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Drew, Drew's a very cool dude, man. We've had a lot of conversation and uh, he's, he's super cool. So um, I, uh, I hope I get to, to fly with him sometime. Maybe, uh, maybe Urcha. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. But um, you're going to do a battle of brands with the Tron? Oh, Lord. I haven't thought Kevin? of that. I'm not. Hey, you're management now. You got to think of these things. Hmm. 
That makes you got some think. studs on that team. Yeah. Hopefully one of those dudes will show up so I don't have to. <laughs> I, hope, I, I hope you're the one doing it. It'd be great. No. Mm-hmm. Gosh, no. Uh, that would be good. No, everybody would run. They'd be like, nope, going back to the camper. Well, that's how you win. They're like, I know about this guy. Nope. Yeah. If you then take no out one's the- there to say you did a bad flight, so you could yeah. be number one. If you take out the competition, that's winning. Yeah, mm. so go first. We're just going to vote for like- Nick Maxwell anyways. Oh my god! <laughs> Am I wrong? Oh, he went. Nick didn't even place in the top four last year. No, no. For Battle of the Brands? Mm-mm. No, the two year, a few years before that, that he did though. Oh, because wasn't it this year, Mitch? Uh, Mitch did one, I think. Mitch won it. The kid who was in second was uh, Rat, not Rasmus. He flies for Oxy. That was well. He does fly for um, Oxy. Is it Rasmus? Maybe Rasmus, it is Rasmus. Yeah, I can't remember who third was. Maybe that was Nick. See, he always wins, mm. man. That guy places in everything. How's that winning? That's third. He's still wins. This is second loser. Yeah, <laughs> he's the third that's loser. That's third loser. <laughs> oh, because your first place is the winner. Second place is your first loser. Third place is your second loser. Mm. Okay. See? Hmm. My math is mathin'. My math hmm. is mathin'. <laughs> this show. Yeah. It did last one too. No, There's no proof. Recording or it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Recording or it didn't happen. <laughs> well, let's get to more speculation. Oh. What else is coming? What else is coming? Yeah. You're doing the, the what's poppin'. Yeah. We've got four things here in our What's Poppin'. We got, I saw they're new in the new Genesis or, that they're doing. Yep, there's the new Genesis. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Saw but, that. but where is this going down? Oh, Rotor Live. Uh-huh. All this stuff's coming Germany. out of Rotor Live. Germany. Yeah. So we've so got the, cool the Il Goblin. We've got the new Genesis. Of course, Actually, we... Go ahead. As we're recording this, uh, it's literally this weekend. Is it really? Uh, no, two weekends from now. This weekend's yeah. Dubai. Okay, yeah, Dubai this weekend. Oh yeah, and the new the and I completely forgot to bring up the new 420 competition. Yes, the new 420. It looks Which good, is man. Awesome. Which yeah. is, that thing looks good. Bert Bert said that it flies really good too. Like in, and it has in the power power it needed. Yeah, right, right, oh. right. He goes, it flies way different than the original 420 with the the you know the direct drive stuff. I mean, with so. that, think about that direct drive, like that big, that motor actually acts like a giant gyro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could see so that's that. That's going to change, so change how it feels. Yeah. All that so, mess. So he likes it a lot, oh, man. He, he was like, dude, he goes, this thing flies so freaking good. Yep. So. The Nimbus is finally getting all, they're coming out. Yeah, the yep. Nitro, yeah. People are getting mm-hmm. those built, so we need to mention that as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's priced really good, man. Not gonna lie, like it's uh yeah. What is it, six fifty, six forty nine, something like that, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Somebody I team that up real quick. Um, but uh, and it looks good, looks good. So um, and then there should be some BK guys probably jumping on that one soon. Yeah. Um, 
what else is there? Oh, there's the the Gemini slash Orion coming from Tron. Um, yeah, six we'll six thirty nine. Six thirty nine. Yeah, see, that's a good price. Yep. But none of us know anything about the old Gemini, but we'll see it at Rotor Live, so we'll get to to see what it's all about here soon. I mean, not someone that can talk about it. Honestly, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> okay, maybe a couple things, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Someone can't keep quiet. Mm. Takes years of practice. Yeah. Yeah. Old stone wall over there. But uh, what else? Anything? Jimmy, you got anything? Uh, anything we missed? I don't know. I, I keep seeing, I keep seeing Scorpion, some new Scorpion stuff yeah, coming out. That's, that's true. Yeah, yeah. There's a new motor that Kyle's been doing. Is that specifically? Well, no, no, no. It wasn't the motor, right? It was the ESC line, or they, was there a motor? They have yes. both. So, they got a power system out right now. Um, the HK5, the it's the 3220-955 motor for the 500. Um, that's it's for the 420, the new 420C. Yeah, it's designed oh. for the designed for just for it. Crazy. Uh, yeah. I've seen a video of Kyle Kyle Dahl flying it and uh, inside the parking, parking garage. garage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that wild. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's exciting that these guys are putting out that right now. I mean, the, the heli's not even really available, and they're already starting to flood the market with some power systems. So we have options. Yeah. But they've been keeping busy though too with like new ESCs and and I got to tell you man those yeah. new ESCs look good dude with all the the black and gold black or whatever and gold. Yeah. so instead of having the top be straight gold like they've put the black you know um I don't want to call it uh, accents because it's not it's sort of an under accent you know what I mean like yeah like the anodizer <laughs> yeah. um so it's looking really Leaf. good yeah. yeah um yeah uh anything else. I, I guess gonna, we could. I mean, go ahead, Chris. I guess we could talk about how Nick's been uh, hinting at blades. Hmm. Hey, you, you see that he dropped that like one hint. He's like blades and then tail blades. Yep. Did you? Yeah. If anybody so, caught that? Mm -hmm. I didn't actually. It's on his uh, giveaway. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, what blades are we talking about? He's been uh, his Revos. Well, I mean, He's, as far as size, has he like hinted towards size or anything? Or well, he did the one thirteen or the one fifteens and the one o fives, right for tails. Yes, but, but main blades, like the he always had, is the oh. seven fifteen so far. Because he was talking about doing six hundreds, but I don't think we've seen those yet, right? Not yet. Yeah. So was it just tail blades then, or was there other size main blades? I just saw the tail blades. I didn't see anything about mains. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, he's got, if you look on the picture of his most recent helicopter, he has his blades on it, and literally the middle of it has a gold, blue, gold, like, banner on it, and his name's in it. So he's oh. obviously able to do some pretty wicked stuff with them. Yeah. Oh. And they're all made in-house. He makes them himself in his garage. Insane. Insane. I, I, I thought he was having Vic help him, no? Uh, no, I believe, I believe he's doing it all now. Damn. Wow. That's a lot to take on. That is a lot mm -hmm. to take on, especially with the way he travels. 
Did he go to Dubai? Yeah, he's on his way there. Wow. So does anybody know anything about Dubai? No. I don't either. I just know that it's happening. Me too. I hope it shows up on Facebook and I watch it. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. What do you, you, you seem like you're going to say something. I know. I don't know all the competitors. I know it's the, it's cause it's an invite only. Mm-hmm. So that event is like, you get an invitation and you get to go. Um, they, it's not like one where you send in stuff and you get invited. I think they literally pick who gets to go. Uh, I do know the field they're flying at is pretty tight. Like la- was it like last year's where it's at? It's in a. I don't think it's in the same place. I think it's different. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to see if Tariq has dropped any info on who is going to it. I'm not seeing anything. But yeah, this so like the field they're flying at is pretty wicked looking. They got this massive. Uh, like statue in the background it looks like a gate literally it's huge hmm. is it a statue of Turek? that's hmm. that's direct flying in the field <laughs> they're gonna be flying at. oh i see i see yeah yeah yeah. i do i do remember seeing that that's awesome is that Turek? <laughs> <laughs> come fly my friend hey thank you very much yeah. so more on the revo tailblades it seems like they're made by uh azure azure Oh really? Oh, yeah, because on his packaging, it's got the. Uh, Azure Nick, logo. Yeah, Nick Maxwell Products, and then an X with Azure. Hmm. hmm. So they must. He, they Azure must have helped him with the tail blades. In, In terms of production, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty smart. Instead of trying to make all new moldings and stuff like that, and. Yeah. Now, aside from different lengths of tail blades chris diamante do you do you feel differences in tail blades uh like like if they're all 105s but different brands like do you do you notice differences the only time i notice a big difference is if is if they're a real like wide blade compared like like the rails the rail tail blades yeah the rails pretty wide yeah. Yeah, or even like the SAB going from what's the old ones? They're like the T line or something, right? Mm-hmm. To new to new uh, S's, it's pretty noticeable difference in those two because the new ones are pretty wide. I mean, Nick just doesn't do something to do something, right? Like I'm, I'm sure no, that no. I'm he sure it's feels... been thought out and yeah, yeah. That's I mean, so fascinating. For the stuff I'm saying, wise, usually you can get away with like if you want better tail authority or stuff, you can run a wide, uh, bigger. So instead of like 105, you run yeah, yeah. Instead of 105s, you run a. So let me ask you something, Chris. We're we're completely sidebar in this conversation now. Have you ever like soldered your ESC wires directly to your motor? One time in a pinch. Okay. Did you notice a difference? No. <laughs> See, Nick's not human, man. I don't get it, dude. Because that's something he does. Like he says, he can notice a difference. I imagine. From, yeah. I imagine you could, but I feel like I couldn't because no, I didn't change. It's. I feel like you can notice if you're an ESC governor. Oh, do you use the NeoGov? Hmm. 
I used the NeoGov, yeah. Okay. Ooh, so... Yeah. I did do it one time, though, because my... Uh, I forget what happened. Like, the wire got cut at a certain length, and mm-hmm. then we're like, we really can't, like, we couldn't put the cap on, the uh, the connector on it. So we're like, just to get through this event, let's just, like, solder the two together. What's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. Well... If it goes up, it goes up. You win yeah. some, you lose some. Sure, but sure. I got to fly the rest of that event, so... That's go. all that matters. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Mm. Well, cool. I like Is how that's something you picked up on. The heats. Yeah. I don't know if he still does that. It was talked about at some point in time, and 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 it was said that he could notice a difference uh, between using bullets and not using bullets, and and I, I hope that nobody listening actually does that because I mean, obviously, you can get yourself into big trouble if you, you know, are doing some kind of setup and then your shit lights off, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know that I recommend it for everyone, but um, if you, if you know your setup inside and out and it's something you want to try, then obviously by all means, but, um, but yeah, you could get yourself in big trouble real quick. Hmm. You know what you can, you know, it's pretty wild. If you have the ability to is uh, what you can notice a big difference on is how your servo sitting. So if it's sitting horizontally versus vertical, <laughs> you know, um, that was recent conversation, wasn't it? Like it's, it was kind of, um, I think it was sort of one idea to the next of, of the two pitch and aileron being upright, but the elevator not being upright. And apparently putting that one upright can make a, a you get, difference. Yeah. You can get, you get more better, torque, right? Yeah. You get more torque. So you get the actual torque out of the servo that way. Because when they measure a servo, it's vertical, not horizontal, which it makes it makes sense because that's how it's measured. But like in your head, you'd be like, eh, like it shouldn't matter too much. But if that's the way the servo is supposed to be going, you're getting the max torque out of that servo. So you can actually notice a difference that way. That's hmm. very interesting. Kind of like um, something I've often wondered. Maybe, Charlie, you can chime in since you... Uh, are pretty extensive in car mechanics, but like on certain specific um, sports cars, right? Like the front brake caliper uh, is on the back side of the rotor, like towards the, the 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 door, right? And the rear caliper is not in the same space; it's actually up front towards the front door. Like it kind of makes me wonder if there's some kind of science behind that, right? As as to how they, they- grab. It depends on it's leading and trailing. It's a different right. style. Like, yeah, it uh, it actually does make a difference. I can imagine it but, does. Yeah, I'm just where like just, the front a, being towards the, the door, size right? Also being a difference too. Like a smaller one, they actually like they'll put towards like the rear, like the smaller rotor because it grabs differently here. And you go bigger, it's better to grab up here. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's kind of their math is mathing. They're they're mathing. (laughs) As I'm scrolling through like all of Nick's pictures to see if I can find a picture of his ESC solder directly to his motor right now. Yeah. Well, like I say, that was a conversation that was had quite a while ago. I'm not sure. I I think that's an old thing he used to do. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, the the point of it was is that he apparently could feel a difference, which I which I was like, what the heck, you know? Well, it's even like some people who say they can feel difference in servos and. Um, 
I am not Nick Maxwell. I am not Kyle Stacy. Uh, but for me, in my opinion, like I, I, I can't. Um, it, it, when I first noticed it was going from a line DS610s to Futaba 272s. And at that point, I was like, holy crap. Like, I'm living different. I'm, I just leveled up. <laughs> I'm living yeah. different now, you know? And, um, but, but yeah, I mean, from that point on, like, they, they kind of all feel similar to me. Like, I don't really notice a huge difference. I can vouch for the servos feeling different. Yeah. I, can, I, can I say- noticed that one. The ta- I can notice in a tail. That's different. Yeah, tail, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tail, tail's tell. a little different. Yeah. Because a tail, usually the way you can tell the difference is how it's holding and how quick it responds. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. But yeah. like head-wise, like some servos, for a weird reason, you have to change how rigid your heli feels. Because mm-hmm. some of them, for some, like it's probably a torque thing. Some of them bite harder. Some of them don't. Some of them yeah. give you that real robotic feel mm-hmm. so. now i will tell you this i have stalled servos before like i i but they were the mks 9767s in a 600 platform high powered 600 thanks so you um, see that yeah i have done that but normally like on a 700 like i've i've never been able to really tell a difference. I, I think if you, I think you have to be really fine tuning your heli at that point to be able to pick up on stuff like that. Yeah, like right. you, you, you have to really start like yeah. trying to make everything line up. That the littlest thing being off throws the whole heli off. Mm-hmm. Like an F three C heli, you can notice quick. Interesting, because you because yeah. everything's so precise on them, especially. Sure. Uh, I can't remember the name. I think they're Quest. Quest Hellies. Oh, okay. Uh, RC Japan. Yeah, yeah. Those those ones, um, I feel like you could change stuff and notice so fast. Hmm. That's interesting. That is interesting. Hmm. Well, cool. Uh, I know we veered. Sorry about that. Uh, so, is there anything else that's popping? I, know, I mean, I did see that they're doing the new aluminum case. Heli Direct was doing that aluminum case for the Evo and the Touch. I've seen that once or twice being posted. Uh, aluminum K. Ca- oh, for the Neos? No, for the radio. For oh, the interesting. Touch. Like, yeah, like I saw that Heli Direct. I think posted that. Hmm. So it's not proprietary Mikado stuff. It's like some aftermarket. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh gosh, more it's, brick radios. Yep. There's hey. be a, aluminum bricks now. <laughs> Any word on what's happened? Like, with did they fix that? Is or is that not on Mikado's? I, and is that the gimbal? I heard that if you have it happen, you can get a hold of Mikado, and they will give you a code that you can put in the radio. Um, I don't. I wasn't a hundred percent sure on if that code is like every time it comes up, you get to throw that code in, or if it was like the traditional. Mikado deal where it's like one time code and the next time it happens you have to contact them again. Huh. Oh, that it's kind of neat that they're giving out a code though for something they they didn't make. Yeah. And I, I was looking I started digging into it because I did it to my radio. I put them well, I've been flying the radio master prior to this. So I think was it last year, Chris, we talked about going well, I think uh 
if we how cool it would be to put the gimbals in the radio. Was it? Um, I think it might have been. Was, I think it was going to Miami last Miami, year. Miami, because you just brought that one radio, and I was like jealous yep. of how the gimbals were. And then I was like, I wonder if you could get these to fit into a V control. Yeah. yeah. So what they what I had after digging into what's actually going on with a lot of these radios that are having problems, um, the Evo, I believe, uh, it it's with the software update, it's sensing that the gimbals are different. It's the Hall effect sensors are different from what the, you know, what the, what the uh, Mikado supplies, but the standard V like the V touch radio, um, it, that's not the case is from what I've seen. I've actually, I think what's happening is the gimbals are fall or not. I don't want to say falling apart. Um, but some of the screws are coming out of the actual gimbal, which is messing up that the sensors. And that's what's triggering it to send back into the radio and give it the air. Yeah. Cause I have seen that where a couple of them were screws were loose inside yeah. of them. Yeah. And see, when I got mine, I took all the screws out and I put a little bit of Loctite on them and put them all back together. Um, only because of, you know, it was, it's, you're, you're, you're going to move this radio around, shake it around and bounce it around. So I wonder what screws are falling out. I, I think from what everything I've seen, the guys are saying that it's actually holding like the actual uh, gimbal housing together. Hmm. So, you so know, it's, it's that's kind of crazy. Yeah. So it's the radio. So the radio is actually catching that there is an issue. Yeah. And I think it's just because once the gimbal starts to come loose, it starts to misalign the sensors mm-hmm. because they're they're based off like a magnetic sensor. Mm-hmm. So if you're if, if the you know, the sensor has a, it doesn't sense the magnet at a certain spot. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's probably sending some kind of funky hmm. signal back. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. It's still pretty yeah. cool, though. It is cool that they're giving you an option to be like, here's a code. Yeah. Have Fortunately, I, I haven't had to find that out yet. So <laughs> I'm like, yours every, worked. Every, yeah, every time every time I go to fly, Gucci's like, you want to turn your radio on before you go and fly and make sure you're good? <laughs> that's, <awesome. laughs> that's good. Shit. Well, very cool. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of neat. All right. Anything else? See, oh, go ahead. Yeah, rail. Did you see the rail blades? Matt come out with uh, new new rail blades. Did he? No. Is it a new design? Yeah, they. Uh, I guess they're lighter and everything. Like he's kind of really? re- reworking the whole thing. Hmm. Yeah. So. All right. It'd be pretty interesting. I'm kind of excited to get a get a set. I want to try to. Are they? Is he selling them right now or? Yeah, I believe they're available. I'm not. Don't quote me on that, but I believe they're available. Are they like the traditional shape still, or? Um, from the pictures I've seen, uh, they look pretty close to that. They look like his old, you know, having the that kind of like the angled tip. Um, yeah. But the paint, all the paintwork is completely new. It's got a complete new design on it, and um, yeah, they they, I everything. I haven't really dug into it too much. I seen it, and I was like, man, I I probably ought to look into these things because i matt's not too far from me um, yeah so it's like i was like yeah probably maybe uh make the trek up there and see if i can't get a couple pe- uh, pairs of them and give them a shot so yeah where'd you see that at facebook uh yeah from i think matt posted them hmm. um 
I think it was under Ooh. the Synergy. He uh, posted them on Synergy. Wow, those mistaken. look pretty sharp, man. They're actually... Um, I, I know he's with HeliDirect, so I went straight to HeliDirect to look. Yeah. Um, but, uh, huh, interesting. So there's the Rail 696 uh, V2 is what they're going by, and uh, they're 125 a set. Of course, they're currently on back order. As I would imagine they would be. Uh, but um, pretty wild, man. Uh, let's see here. 10% lighter. So um, I'm just going to go based on what I think I know, which is not much usually. But usually blades are about 195 grams, right? So if yeah. we minus 10%, that means he's talking 175. And if that's the case, that's a really light blade. I actually can vouch for his blades are right around 205 a piece. 205? Okay, so yeah. 205 minus 10%. So 184, so 185. Which is still, I mean, that's, 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 you know, 175, you're getting into like the fly bar type blade weight. Yeah. So um, I don't think 85 is going to be a deal breaker as far as like not being able to handle um, big air, right? And um, a lot of times, like, when guys go back to fly bar blades, like, it smacks hard. Like, it's one of those blades that recovers super fast, mm -hmm. but it's not really a, um, a big air kind of blade. And so uh, I know Matt is really big on two or, or in, uh, you know, um, big air. I'm actually reading the description yeah. here. Sorry. Uh, but, uh, you know, I would have a feeling that he's probably done his homework with that as well. So. As it says here, rear blades have an extent or have an extensively tested custom airfoil that maintains ultra low drag as well as an aggressive lift coefficient, which gives you the pop you are looking for. It's created with no compromise. The rail line of blades are designed to meet the meet, meet the needs of today's flybarless control systems. So, um, yeah, I uh, that's cool, man. I would uh, definitely try a set for sure. It's cool. And honestly, if you're looking at the picture of them, and I hope they have that image on them, it's kind of neat because when they fold the blades back, it's got the Bodos logo logo. They match between the two blades. Yeah, they match. Yeah, um, like it's got the wings in the very center. So here's the... here's what my question is on that: is um, is that a Amy Bodos picture, and she's put their logo in it, or do you think that's really etched in the blade? I feel like that's really etched in the blade because it's in the ones. There's pictures of uh someone flying them. Yeah, they're in it. I think yeah. It looks hmm. like it might be etched in the blade. Yeah. Now one like, blade. If you is, zoom in on the one blade is upside down though. That's true. Wait, is it? Yeah. Yeah, like here's this guy's blade. It's right there in the middle. Oh, cool. Is it upside down? Yeah, one of the blades in the yeah. picture there is upside down. If you open that so up, so you all think the it's way, mirrored? If you open that up to the opposite way, it's not upside down. It is though. Oh yeah, you're right. My math isn't mathing. Mm -mm. Florida math. <laughs> Florida math. See, I wonder if that logo is mirrored, so it's on both. It's like the logo got split on each blade. Yeah, yeah. I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. 
It looks mm, good though. It's kinda cool. Good catch, oh, yeah. Jimmy Bobby. I yeah, cool. Yeah. I, I kinda I I I kinda follow blades. I have a, a blade <laughs> fetish. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that one. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Um have you ever tried the rapid blades? I have a set actually on my Kraken. Okay. And Which yeah. ones? The new ones. The fly bar or the fly barless? The fly barless. Yeah, so the I green. have both actually. Yeah, they're green. I have bo- I have a set of both, but uh yeah. And I have a set of I just recently got another set of night blades, thanks Chris. Um so <laughs> uh but I bought a pair of uh MS composite night blades and oh, nice. I got to fly them and I'm nice. pretty impressed with them too. Very nice. Paired. You're welcome. Yep. Anytime. Hey. Dang, that's a lot of stuff going on with a lot of new stuff going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, is always a yeah. good thing. Well, that's usually mm-hmm. what happens, right? Because the season's about to start here soon. So, yeah. That's true. A lot of new stuff's coming out. Well, Matt's also making parts, too. Yeah, I saw that. He had a bunch of yeah. new mains and spindles. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a new plastic machine. So he's going to be popping out all of the old, uh, all the old plastic parts. Hmm. That's so cool. cool. Good for him. So right I think on. that's pretty much it for what we got. All right. Well, if nobody has anything else to add, we can uh, take a short break and we'll be right back. Hey guys, my name is Tanner Ingram, team pilot for Aeropanda. They sell tons of jet parts, first RC backup cards, and my favorite, Soxos parts and kits. If you'd like to check them out, you can reach them at aeropanda.com. I hope to see you guys at the next fun fly. Okay, welcome back. Uh, we do have a very small topic for you this evening. And, uh, you know, something that... Uh, yeah, hey. <laughs> so we... Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, a lot of people have to, uh, to do this and take this route where there's at least a, another handful of us that don't, and we probably cannot relate and understand why you would do this. Uh, but there are a lot of you that have to do indoor flying because it's just way too cold out. And obviously, uh, Christy Amanti and, uh, Jimmy Bobby are one of those people or two of those people. And, um... And so we figured we would kind of touch on, uh, you know, just a quick little all-inclusive indoor flying segment. So, Diamante, without further ado, why don't you take it over, sir? Yeah. So, as Kevin was saying, Kevin and Chris don't ever have to do this because they Mm-mm. live where it's warm. They got palm trees, iguanas, <laughs> and everything <laughs> under the sun. But for yep. me... And Jimmy, Bobby, and many other people in this hobby, we live somewhere where it gets cold, and we get snow, and you don't want to be outside. No. So, actually, it's kind of funny. Indoor flying is how I learned how to fly helicopters. Cause, is it really? Yeah, I learned on an MCPX indoors. Oh, wow. Which, yeah, worst time of my life. What radio um, were you using, Spectrum? Oh, Spectrum. 
uh, I don't even think it was DX yet. I think it was like the it was like the five something five. Oh wow! So it was like one heli was bound to that radio, and that was it. That was all I had. Like, Crazy. Was that one heli was bound to that radio? Yeah. yeah. Wild. God, I feel like I'm talking about dinosaurs. Um. Anyways, <laughs> so indoor flying. The first thing to do it is you need to find a place to fly indoors, obviously, because it's kind of the whole premise behind it. Yeah. The way you can do that is if you're part of a club asked around at your clubs i'm sure someone at your club knows or does this so they can tell you where to go who to talk to and there is clubs specifically for indoor flying at least around here there is but is that club like the is it an existing club that goes for indoor or is it like all year round they do indoor it's just for the winter oh, okay so water fleet wing warriors is, is it's just for the winter they just take care of that for for the winter and i believe they might have like a little bit of a park flyer for the summer time hmm. but yes yeah, so that's the club i fly at for so winter time so is. tell us like the places that you go to that that folks have uh you know i guess i mean worked out an agreement as i guess lack of better words but like what are some of the places that you've flown at so there's the one time i went to this place in connecticut and it was like one of those inflatable domes really hmm yeah, that they do. I think they usually use them for like indoor driving golf ranges. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, they and they used to. I forget where it was, but Horizon Hobby used to have a big uh, indoor event at one of them, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, and it was oh, like uh, I, yeah. I used to go to it every year. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty pretty cool. And then I did one that was we called it the uh, the dome. It was an indoor soccer field. So it was this massive steel building that was an indoor soccer field and we flew on the turf and everything there and the current one i fly at is a is like three basketball courts and what it is is during the summer they take the sidewalls off and it's this pavilion that has basketball courts and then during the winter they put the uh siding up and that's where we get to fly during the winter and they have uh winter activities that people can get away from the snow in Hmm. how tall is it oh i don't know it's like i think it's like 20 foot ceilings there so it's not crazy tall but yes it's it's enough for what you got yeah i mean it could be worse i've flown (laughs) in worse (laughs) yeah (laughs) i've flown in some that have like a 10 foot ceiling so 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 what do you do to make it so you're comfortable do it just wing it and start going inside there and fly indoors or okay so that's what i did i do not recommend that one bit because at some point you will hit the ceiling or a wall or something the best way to do it is find somewhere in your yard that you are comfortable or even like your field and just mark it out with cones and just try as hard as you can to stay in that little area. And once you do like get comfortable with that little area and you go indoors, take it slow the first time. Maybe just do some figure eights, get used to being indoors. The lighting is different. Everybody says I'm crazy, but it is different. <laughs> I mean, it's not the sun, so I would assume it's not it the sun. It's like it, the heli looks different. Your perspective is different there. So get just get used to where you're flying at. Whether it's flying around the first time or you can do 3D and just do it in bank one, bank two, your lower head speeds, and just get used to it. So that way you can get an under, like a feel for the like where you're at and everything. So that's like my best advice for practicing for it. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. And it's obviously... I know Kevin's not going to like this. When If you do planes, it's a lot easier <laughs> to pick up on it with planes. Like, 
With planes, you can figure out what you're doing real quick compared to a helicopter. Even though with a helicopter, you can stop. But the 3D, we tend to take up a little more room. So give it a little bit of time, you'll understand it. It's interesting, also, it's interesting that you say that because the lighting is different, that it shows differently. I, I would have never taken that into consideration, I guess, because of yeah, how it shadows. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's literally horrible. Yeah, it's literally lighting and what the back, like what the back of yeah. it looks like. So like the basketball court I fly at the lighting, there's like an LED light, but the backing of it is green. So like the walls are like kind of like a green. Oh, shit color to them so your boom kind of blends in Mm. whereas the the uh, soccer field we used to fly at had white walls your heli stuck out okay Mm. so white walls green floor and it had and the lighting was they just had more leds in it so it was way brighter in there so like places like that are nice but if you're some places you got to figure it out because you're you got to fly in there just to see what it looks like some of them your heli just blends in with the surroundings it's kind yeah, of we have a we have a problem with the we fly at a field house. It's a for a college, so it's an indoor football field. And even whenever you're you know five or six feet off the ground, you still blend in with the rest of the field. So, but if you get up too high, then you run into the lighting. All of your mm-hmm. you know, and they have them really high bright LEDs. So then you're blinded, and then you bring it back down, and you're back into shadows, and then <laughs> yeah, so terrifying all around. It's, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie, the first couple times you do it, 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 and even when I go back to doing it after flying all summer, it, it's a little bit nerve-wracking. You're like, all right, got to figure this back out again. Because it's not like you're just going to go there. It's not like you're doing one flight, so you're like, I'm going to go full send this one flight. Like, you're going to do this week in, week out. Like, this, yeah. is what, this is what we do during the winter. So it's kind of like, <laughs> got to figure this out now. Like, And you will find, too, if you try flying in different spots of your building, you will find there are spots that you're like, this thing just sticks out right here. So I'm going to fly here every time. <laughs> is there, <laughs> but, I was going to say, is there like, uh, how do you fly? Like do your helis with the planes? Cause those planes are like floating around like a mile an hour. Yeah. So this is like the best thing I can tell you is just respect everybody. Right. Those foamy guys put a lot of time into those models. So like just, Try to avoid them at all costs. And it also depends upon your club. So the one club I flew at, there was no like timer at all. It was a free-for-all. Right. So you just went out there, you share the airspace, respect the other guys, and they'll respect you. They'll stay out of your way. That's and you're bound to get in each other's way. So just you kind of gotta pay attention to your flying, but everybody else. The other place, this uh, Water Elite, when they had uh, more members at the time, they had a clock. And I believe it was every 15 minutes, a different group would go out. So it was like 3D foamies, and then it would be helicopters, scale foamies, and then it would just be that continuous for Hmm. uh, for every hour. They would have the time switch, which was nice because if you went to fly helis, it was just heli guys, it was quad guys. So you didn't have to worry about trying to avoid... Uh, a fixed wing that's kind of cool because it's yeah because it's like trying to fly with plankers and stuff like that at a big field i couldn't imagine trying to do it in a field where it's you're stuck in a small area yeah the plus side to the planes though is those little planes fly so slow you have uh today and tomorrow to watch out for them (laughs) 
Like they <laughs> are so slow. I mean, now granted, there is some that like they have abducted fans and stuff. They move quite, quite quick. But those little like ultra micros at Horizon Hobby sales, yeah. most of them are pretty slow. You can, you can, they, you can dodge them. Oh yeah, or blow them out of the way, one or the other. Or yeah. blow them out of the way. Yeah. But when it, the biggest part of all this is knowing what size helicopter you can fly. I'm gonna say like. So don't go into this thinking your 450 is going to work right off the rip, okay? <laughs> I know there's a lot of videos of guys doing it, and I've done it, is flying a 450 indoors. There are so many, like, helicopters that are small now that are good, right? Like, we got the Goose Guy S1, the S2. OMP's got the uh, M1, M2. Blade has a whole bunch. So you got, like, the Nano, the MCPX, the 150, the 180, the 230. Goblin's even got the fireball. I wouldn't recommend the comet. It's kind of fast, but you could, you could at your own risk. And you got the logo 200. Um, those, like, I would say with 200 or smaller, that's your best bet. You're going to get the most out of your area you're flying in because it doesn't require so much airspace. Now, with the helis I just listed, I know there's a bunch. There's probably some I didn't list. These are just ones I know and I would trust, like, pointing someone to. Every if you are strictly just doing indoor flying for a little bit and you don't want to put a whole lot of money into it, I know they're expensive, but the logo 200 because you don't have to buy a radio separate for it. You can use your V control if you fly V control. Now the other ones, uh, blade. If you fly Spectrum blade stuff, just binds right up to it. But free, there's a free sky radio and radio master or any open source radio works with the rest of them because it just binds up. So, so when you're picking these, is it kind of like when you're buying like an RC car, like try to think of like what your local hobby shop sells type deal. If yeah. you're going indoor. Yeah. If you could if go you with something that your local hobby shop sells, a lot of times it's blade is what yeah. I've caught on to. A lot of hobby shops sell blade stuff. Um, or pick a model that you can go on and you can go on anytime and there's parts available. Cause, yeah. uh, it's going to happen. You're going to crash a lot with them. <laughs> I don't know why, but it seems to be the trend. You fly indoor, you crash a lot. Um, yeah, that's kind of like my take on the, like the models. I don't know if Jimmy's got a different point of view on it. Mine's always been 200 and smaller. It's a good size. Yeah. I think, uh, the facility that you can fly at it's gonna it'll, it'll really tell you how big of a machine you can fly because uh i fly uh there's right currently i have two locations one is a basketball gym it's at a church uh gucci and i both go to both of these places because that's what's close to us real right here but the the basketball gym is our club actual our club once a month we have our meeting and we'll go in you know and eight o'clock till noon and we fly and we kind of just wing it. We've flown um, the Goose Guy S2s in there. Uh, matter of fact, the last club uh, meeting we had, he brought the uh, logo trainer in. That was kind of cool. Um, but I I would say in the gymnasium, like just in a regular one, one gymnasium, one basketball court gymnasium, I would definitely say stick with like the S1 size. Um, especially if you're going to plan on doing any kind of 3d um it just it's you eat up gym space real quick uh you know it's just anything over 
I'd say anything over 150 millimeter, you're, yeah. you're going to be, uh, you'll be into the walls. But we fly at the field house at the college. Um, that one, I don't like flying the S1 or the M1. It's, I feel them are too small in that. And that's the one that has all of the, the really bad lighting. And yeah. so the S, the S2 becomes really good for that because it gives you that a little bit bigger size so you can see it. It kind of breaks the background away from you and then you're, you're, you can actually fly it higher and get out of that, that, uh, ground effect. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's a whole learning curve. There is the fact that your heli actually like moves out of its own way because of its own ground effect. Ground, yeah. Yeah. You fly yeah. in ground effect most of the time. So Ish. a bigger, a bigger disc that you're going to have a lot more ground effect. So, yeah. But the, uh, the other thing too, with flying, uh, anything that's a 200 size helicopter uh if you're going if you go from an s1 to say an s2 i do recommend trying to fly it slower again before you decide to pick up the pace of your normal flying and feel out the surroundings again because it is a bigger it's not even like a little bit it's significantly bigger oh yeah what would you consider like like size wise if you're like going from like a 450 to like a 600 size if you were to consider outdoor flying, like what would it feel like? Yeah, that's that's about that's, right. Yeah, damn, that's a big like, jump. It's yeah. a huge jump, especially indoor because the picture and how. Yeah. If you just got to think about how fast, like in like a one fifty size, oh yeah, and a two hundred flies, like there's a quite a bit like speed wise that they respond to. Yeah, but oh, and on the plus side to all the models I listed. Um, Blade, I know, has ready to flies. I believe all of them have ready to fly. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Besides the fireball, goblins are kits. So if you are into or diehard SAB fan, or you like how that model flies, that's a good choice. But the rest of them are ready to flies. The rest of them do come with batteries if you decide to get just the bind and fly versions. Um, I believe Blade and them come with chargers. Still. Mm. I like the little, the little like plug in a cigarette lighter thing. Yeah, that like or small ones. I think the nanos in them have like a little charger that takes like double A batteries. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and then yeah. Speaking of chargers, do yourself a favor. You don't have to drag your massive charging case. Wait, you don't want to look like a stud with that big old <laughs> yeah. Charging walk case? in there pimping mm-hmm. a big charging case. Yeah, look at my charger that can do true twelve S's. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't need a big charging case. These are little batteries. So Chris was telling me about this company called uh, Toolkits. Yeah, Toolkit RC. They're like an inexpensive Amazon brand. Yeah. ISDT, iCharger, Spectrum. Uh, None of us tried it, the Spectrum one. So let me know how it is. Maybe it's good. I don't know. Maybe it charges batteries. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe you're safe, maybe you're not. I don't know. I'm sure because Spectrum seems to be pretty uh, on their game lately, so that's probably a pretty good charger. Yeah. But yeah, get something inexpensive. You're charging little batteries. It, it. I don't know how often you plan on flying. I know that once it's nice out, I don't touch them. They just collect dust on the shelf. I know some people like to fly them all year round, but once it's warm out, I'm back to 700. So get yeah. something inexpensive, or if you're big charger can do take do the little ones go for it use them then you don't have to that's another thing you don't have to buy for this yeah, just keep it cheap and expensive indoors 
And so, like, you were saying, like, the clubs earlier, and I kind of asked it, but so, like, for your indoor, it's not like, say, my local field here. Like, it's not like my local field branches off and has, like, we'll say Largo Flying Club isn't having their own indoor, so you have to pay do a membership for both of these clubs, or do you have to pay, like, a daily dues, or what is it? Uh, it depends upon the place. So, Water Vliet Wing Warriors, you you can either pay a season pass or you pay every time you come. So if you plan on coming every weekend, get the season pass. It saves you money within like two two like times you go. Um, if you just plan on coming a couple times, just get the day pass. That's usually how most of them go because these indoor places usually charge by the hour. By the hour? Yeah. So Damn. by the hour or by like per day you book. Yeah, like Damn. there's there's one place we went to, and I remember they're telling us that per hour it was like Fifty dollars. So what? Yeah. So if they didn't get a certain amount of people, they w- they just wouldn't go. Yeah, our the college that we fly at, it's uh, it's like five hundred dollars for a session. So they got you know, I mean, they're using the indoor football field, so but they gotta uh, you know, get a certain amount of people there, and we they charge everybody twenty, like it's like twenty bucks a night or something like that for two or three hours. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's club, not terrible. No, mm. our, see, unfortunately for us, our club has, we actually have our meetings at this church. So the gymnasium is just, it's a plus. So you don't, that's we free. don't have to pay, but you know, we all chip in like five bucks. And at the end of the season, we give whatever we all chipped in that year. We donate that to the club or the, uh, the church. So it's kind of like, Hey, thanks for letting us use the gymnasium. You know, I see. That's cool. Makes it a little bit makes it it makes it more willing to do it for you, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. It all depends upon your club because some clubs branch off and do it, and then other clubs, uh, they kind of have like one person in the club will like arrange everything. Yeah, but it won't be the club itself, but yeah, usually it is like you pay for that night, or it's like they give you a season pass option hmm. if you plan on coming back often. But it depends upon where you're flying. Yeah. Um, so, so do you think that um, doing like the indoor flying and small flying and smaller helis like helps you with the big transitions to the big stuff? Good for the winter time, or yes, it- in my opinion, I think it helps you. I think it's it's been a game changer some years because you I sucked outdoor and I went indoors and killed it and then it transitions. Sometimes all it does is boost your ego a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> it does it's it's harder to fly in my opinion than outdoor. Yeah. Because everything's faster and everything's happening like like in my field if I something goes like if I have to panic about a maneuver, I got a 1000 foot runway to panic about it. Indoors I have a 50 foot square square yeah. that I get to panic about it. <laughs> with a little heli that's zipping across. So I think it does make you a better pilot. It makes your uh, situation awareness better. So what you're telling me is if Kevin flew indoors, he wouldn't have got chopped in half by a tri-blade. Dude, that is not true. I've seen so many mid-airs. That's still what happened. Yeah, I've seen so many mid-airs. It's crazy. Indoor is sometimes is like a frenzy. (laughs) It's RCHO on crack sometimes. Like, yeah. Just they just can't constant chaos. Oh, sometimes if you have a lot of people there and it's not controlled chaos, yeah, that's awesome. But it depends on where you're at. But I do think it it enhances your skills, though. 
Some stuff. And some stuff. I mean, other times it hurts. I do think it hurts that you're not able to do, like, big air stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of times you fly flat. You don't get to do a whole lot of, like, let me air this loop out and stuff. You're flying a flat line across. Because you have a ceiling to worry about now. Yeah. And lights. And lights. Yeah, imagine it's like the sun. It just never moves. So, like, every time you go up, it's going to be there. It's right there. It's right there for you to look mm. into. Sounds terrible. Or hit. I'm, or glad hit. I list, I'm glad I live in the south where this. I don't have to do this. I bet you. I bet you if you looked hard enough, there's probably indoor flying there. Mm, I'm not going to try that hard. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's something you should try once. Come up here. We'll go. Yeah. Go yeah. do it. It is kind of. It is fun. I think it could be fun, but it doesn't seem like, like I said, I'm fortunate enough to where it's like, oh, the winter here is 40 degrees and it's only here for like two or three days and that's it. So yeah, it's got its advantages, but it has its disadvantage. I mean, it's kind of like everything in this hobby. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think I I get better from it, but I definitely, like Chris said, you definitely, you, you can, you can gain from it. Just being able to be on top of it. Yeah. That feel of like knowing it to stay close and I can see that. Yeah. It helps with your reaction. Mm -hmm. Because you have to be faster, I feel like. Yeah, you got to be much faster. And you got to know what you're doing too because a lot of times whenever you're flying, you go through like a light or something like that, like that you have to fly through it, not look at it and react. You have to just be like, okay, I know I was at this position and and it's got to come out like this. <laughs> so you, you know, got to know the muscle memory. Yeah. Yeah, it does help with that. I mean, for me, it does anyways. I've, I don't know about you, Chris, but. Yeah, it helps with muscle memory. And the biggest plus to the, the indoor stuff in general, planes and helicopters, is this stuff so small that when it crashes, nothing really happens. You can pick it up yeah. and go again. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So you crash. It's just like, all right. Like a heli, it might be the three little, bucks. Yeah, the little plastic ball length that's not adjustable popped off. I'm go grab another one from the box I have, and it's ready to go. And or, full, it's like a shoebox, and it's every kit part you need. Yeah, like you're on, you're on hand, ready to go. Like you have what you need. A lot of them cool. come with like a little bit of spare parts. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, that's a big plus. Is they like especially like the S ones, the M ones, the Blade Nano and MCPX stuff. Those things are so small and so light. They're pretty durable. That so if you were so besides that, if you were to just if both of you were to pick for you were gonna start doing indoor flying and you wanted to get into it, which what heli would you pick out of those ones that you've kind of listed? Um. If I could, so I, my current ones are, are the Goose Guy S1 and S2. Okay. Um, if I had to redo it, though, so that way I didn't have to, because if you don't know, I fly V-Control. Um, if I So that way I didn't have to get another radio, it would have been the Logo 200, because that would have been, I had to go buy another radio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree that. Logo 200. I think and that's just because the I convenience have, of what you have. Yeah, I have an S1 or M1. Uh, OMPM one and I have an S2 and yeah I mean what's nice about the logo is the parts are you can kind of cross reference the parts to the goose guy or the OMP stuff too 
So yeah, because I mean that's all I've been. Anytime I've crashed my two hundred, I just I just go on Amazon and fought, order. <laughs> and I get it in two yeah. days. Yeah. Good old Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I do think my favorite one I ever did use was the Fireball. Because that that's, heli flew big. That's well, it's a big heli compared yeah. to the other ones. Were if you're taught, saying going S1 to S2 is like going from a oh, oh, this 450 is, to little, a 600. That one's what, a 250 size? 200? No, it's the, the fireballs. Two, it's two fifty. Oh, fireball! Yeah. yeah, that's like the most. That's like as big as I go and do full on like three D with. Like an eight hundred indoors. Yeah. No, an eight hundred indoors is when you fly four fifty indoors. That's cool. yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is. There's videos on YouTube. I know. We just saw Kyle Dahl doing a four twenty <laughs> in a parking garage. Parking garage. <laughs> There's a there's a video on YouTube somewhere of me flying this thing in indoors a 450. Jesus, that that's like flying an 800. Oh. <laughs> oh, hmm. That's kind of interesting. I know it was kind of quick, but at least it was a little insight on indoor flying. Because again, like I don't do it. I've never had to think about flying indoors. Yeah, if you if you're thinking about going indoors and you. Our dead set on it. There's a couple like good rules for you to follow and some good tips to go by. Um, like I said, I do think the hardest part out of all this is finding the place to do it. But I don't think it's that hard. Just reach, talk to your club members or post something up on Facebook with your like, hey, I live in this area. Does anybody around here know where I can fly indoors? I just searched online to see if I could fly and find it near me and all it is is skydiving. Indoor skydiving. Wow. Yeah. I don't think we have that here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a single. Everything I look up, there's not a single indoor one. Yeah. I think you, that, that'd be like a club thing. Yeah. Or if you want to start it, talk to uh, talk to a school or something about it on weekends. If uh, you could rent the gymnasium. Yeah. Or like two, three, four hours. Huh. It's not a bad idea. I mean, it'd be fun. Windy, rainy days. Mm-hmm. Maybe even on night times when, like, a Wednesday night or something, when it's when it gets dark here at six. Yeah, that's that's kind of how ours worked. Uh, the one place our hobby shop mm-hmm. found it, and they talked to him. And it used to be uh, Friday nights. You could go to uh, go to the hobby shop. Everybody would hang out, and then the place didn't open for us to fly until nine o'clock at night. So you'd hang out at the hobby shop, fix the stuff you crashed last week, leave there. Leave the hobby shop. It was like 20 minutes from the hobby shop. Go from the hobby shop to the indoor flying, and everybody would go fly. And by one, two, everybody left. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. No, that's neat. That's definitely interesting. It's something different to do. It's very different. And it keeps you flying all winter, which is the biggest thing. Yeah. Keeps your thumbs going. Keeps you warm. Yeah, it keeps you warm. Keeps it keeps the sticks moving. You don't forget about anything. Thumbs warm, body warm. Yeah, warm heart. Ha- ha- happy thumbs, happy helicopter. Happy life, exactly. Yeah. All right, are we ready to close it up? We ready. All ready. right. Well, if you would like to get in touch with us here, you can reach us at theheliheadsshow at gmail dot com. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with Jimmy Bobby, how can they do that? Facebook. 
You can find me on uh, Facebook, uh, Jimmy Bobby. Uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> is that really your Facebook name now? No, I got it's it's well, it is, yeah. It is, it okay, is, I was gonna say is. good. You, it needs to be. It, it is. If that isn't, you need to put it down. <laughs> he was trying to retire. I did. I tried. I I was gonna make a petition and everything, but <laughs> I, got, I got. I they talked me off the ledge. Perfect. He said no. And he said it wasn't. Went to the top, and he said no. Nope. Yeah. The hierarchy said no. That's awesome. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, what else do we have here? What can you do? You can go ahead and uh, like our Facebook page. Give us a follow. Subscribe to us on Podbeans and iTunes. Right on. You can, and I'd also like to do a shout out to all the other heli podcasts and personalities out in the hobby. You know, and our boy. Bill. 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 Old ice cream sandwich. Oh, ice cream Sammy. <laughs> Poor Bill. <laughs> uh, what else we he do? Loves it. Anything else? Club, club donations. Yeah, yeah. Support your clubs. They have events for us. They keep having us show up to their fields. The least we can do is throw them a few bucks to keep having us come back. Absolutely. All right. Parting words. I guess it's going to be you, Tiny Diamonds. Me? Well, hashtag, I love my nitro. Hashtag, it's cold, we're flying indoors. Hashtag, I'm sorry, RCHO, that I let you down, couldn't make it. Mm. Business got in the way. We missed you. So, yeah, so email uh, Diamante at DMIPullingPatios.com. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Leave and, and talk to the head honcho. <clears throat> Sarah. There you go. And uh hashtag uh I hope uh we cut the ending out because that was very inappropriate and I do not support. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well well I'm gonna go ahead and squeeze in all these hashtags real quick. Hashtags it was all Chris's idea. <laughs> hashtag coming in better for twenty twenty four. Hashtag doing more with less and hashtag my math is math is mathin. Okay. Math. All right, Jimmy Bobby, what you got? Uh, hashtag Nitro is new. Uh, hashtag Thank you RCHO for having to rebuild my whole fleet. Uh, <laughs> hashtag <laughs> Hashtag the new Tri Nasty is now in my hands. Ooh. Oh. And. Hashtag BK for life. Right on, mm. right on. Okay. Well, we've got uh, hashtag New Year New Things. We got hashtag No Oxy is safe. We got hashtag Landing is for losers. Crash is king. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. This has been episode one thirteen. We'll see you soon at the next fun fly, and have a good night. Good night. Good night. I think we lost old Kevin because he doesn't seem like he's gonna sing anything. He's gone. He gone.
I actually do think he's gone. I do think he's actually gone too. Kevin, Kevin, penis wrinkle. If you don't respond to this, say nothing if it's true. Yep, knew it. Be true. Do you think? Do you think it's recording? Oh yeah, it's recording. I mean, knowing Kevin, (laughs) the second half wasn't recorded. Imagine he's just like, I'm going to go take a piss. Yeah, I'm going to go take a piss. Stop recording. I guess what? we can do the old, I'm here by myself right now. No Kevin's with us. You guys want to play a game? What's that? <laughs> How many helicopters in my room right now? Seven. Uh, you're close. Am I hot or like too high or too cold? You're too low. Your, your tail blades are in the dirt. Tail blades are in the dirt? Yeah. Wow. Ten. Uh, you are nicking grass now. Fourteen. Yep. Dang. That was just a guess. Yeah, and if we're going to go by how many fly, is it approximately? Two. Four. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I have. You think I have one, two, six, six, seven, eight. And one, two, three aren't flying. So five of them fly. I actually have the old blade 180 where it was torque tube. Oh, wow. Bring that thing back. Oh, there he shows up. About time. My bad. He's Mm -hmm. back. Where'd you go? Had to disappear for a minute. Mm Mm-hmm. It was more than a minute. You did not respond to a bunch of questions we asked about for you, and apparently you're a big old... You'll find out later. Yep. Yeah. Oh, super. <laughs> hmm. And so... But we did pretty good with that one. Yeah. We just gotta hit the closer now. So we didn't want to close with that. We should have closed without you. That would have been pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should just leave it as is. Just, all just hang up. Just be like, okay, we've hung up now. That would have been good. That'd be funny. Oof. One thing I realized we forgot to mention. Joe was out at RCHO also. Yeah. He was out at RCHO. Yeah, yeah. It was really good was to see good. him. It was good seeing him out and just the picture of seeing him out there and doing yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know. Right on. And so. Okay. Well, apparently oh, I am uh, hashtag narcolepsy. Yeah. Um, hashtag someone fell asleep under their desk, I guess. I did. I totally did. I, I must be tired. Sorry. Yeah. All right. It's okay. Yeah. My bad. So. Well, thanks, Jimmy Bobby, for coming on. Yeah. Thanks, Jimmy Bobby. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate um, it. Jimmy Bobby, you want to come on more often? Yeah. Okay. All we'll right. Put you in there. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> Kevin, did you see our faces? What? The minute the three of us realized you weren't here, there was this <laughs> moment of panic of like, okay, like, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah, like, did it, it? Did he stop recording in the during the commercial break? Was this all for nothing? Yeah, yeah. No, I legitimately was sitting here. I I stepped back for a moment as you guys were talking, 
And I started thinking about some things or whatever. And I was like, God, I'm so freaking tired, man. I'm like, I got to stay awake. And before I knew it, I was like, gone. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> We're sitting here. I'm like, he's gone. We lost him. Kevin's I'm sorry. Gone. I didn't mean to fall asleep on you, Chris. I love your, your storytelling. But, no, you um, apparently it's so good he can't stand yeah, listening can to it. He goes to sleep. Oh, yeah. No, your your voice soothes me to sleep. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh my god, oh. dude, I'm so tired. I'm sorry. Anyways, well, thank you so much to get to bed. I appreciate. <sighs> yeah, everything. yeah. But uh, all right, we'll uh, try and plan a show for the next time. It will be what is this month? March. It'll be March first. So then April first. Yeah, it's gonna be our April Fool's uh, episode. Yep. Everything will be a joke. I think just it, like our I lives. Think, I, th- <laughs> I think everything should be a joke. That'd be really funny, actually. All right, Bobos. Is well, that uh, good bed. enough there, Chris? It's yeah. perfect. All right. All right. Thanks, you guys. Uh, we will Uh-oh. catch you the next time. <laughs>